This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much, and good morning. Welcome, everybody, to the show, and thank you for joining us for our Friday extravaganza. And we have a lot uh, coming up. We'll preview here in just a couple of moments. Heading into the weekend. It's already the pre-kend, as we define it, starting at uh, noon on Thursday. So we're going to kick the pre-kend into the (laughs) weekend, uh, coming up in just a few moments. The Preakend. Coming up tomorrow at Sunland Park Racetrack Casino. They got a uh, Father's Day giveaways that we're doing. KLAQ is going to be there starting at 2. And we're going to have Father's Day uh, Cowboys fan prize packages, including Cowboys cap, shot glasses, whiskey glasses from Sunland Park Racetrack Casino, mini uh, Dallas Cowboy helmets. And then starting at 3, Sunland Park Racetrack Casino is going to hold a drawing every 30 minutes and I don't know if it's a I, I do not know if it's a drawing but every 30 minutes they're going to have a winner for a bull of a watch so starting at 3 o'clock every 30 minutes hot seat drawings okay so it will be drawings every 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> for bull of a watches uh, so come out Maybe win a watch for Dad, or maybe win a watch for yourself if you are Dad at Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino. That's tomorrow. KLAQ, though, there at 2 o'clock with the Cowboys Fan Pack giveaways. Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino, where the slots are hot and the giveaways are cool. Let's get a look at El Paso weather. Uh, I guess there was a little bit of rain. I saw a few specks of rain. Not enough, really, to get the... You know what it was enough for? Oh, we got good rain. In the central part of town? Yep. Oh, yeah, okay. Enough to, like, fill up a pothole? Yep. There were rocks. You know how you do your rock Uh, meter thing? The size of the rocks in the center median that wash out onto the street. Mm -hmm. What size? Golf ball? Pebble? Pebble. (laughs) But it was, like, a ton of pebble. Yeah, sometimes you get basketball-sized rocks, and you know we had a good rain yep. when there are basketball-sized yeah. rocks out in the middle of Mesa Street. Now, we we only got enough rain that it would have barely screwed up a car wash. I almost went to get my car washed like, right before I came out to see you guys at the skate party yesterday. Mm. Good to see you guys at the skate, rattle, and roll party yesterday. <laughs> How fun was that? Was pretty I don't cute. know. When I saw you, neither one of you were skating. Did you end up skating at all? You showed up at the end of the party, man. <sighs> oh, like everybody was starting to adjourn when mm-hmm. I showed yeah. up. Uh, here's the El Paso weather brought to you by Wet n' Wild. Mostly sunny today. We're not seeing any rain in the forecast, despite these reports that I'm getting from Joanna that there was substantial <laughs> rain in northeast El Paso <laughs> or central. Central. Uh, mostly sunny today. 100 for the high temperature. You're going to see some clouds, but they're not giving us any real chance of rain today or tomorrow. So Saturday is going to be pretty much carbon copy of today. Sunny and 100 for Saturday with no rain in the forecast. Uh, Sunday, you might see some evening showers possible. About a 25% chance we'll get some rain on Sunday evening, but during the day, partly cloudy, uh, 96 for the high temperature on Sunday. 
I guess looking ahead, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the forecast has some pretty substantial uh, rain in the forecast with scattered thunderstorms. Uh, 60, 70% chance of rain uh, from Monday, and it looks like it's stretching through uh, Wednesday at this point. So fingers crossed to hold out. Uh, maybe Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week we finally get some of that rain. I know that, like, East Texas and back home where I'm from, people are always like, well, you know, the grass really needs rain or the crops. I don't know if I can say the same thing because we're in the desert. Do we need the rain? I guess yeah. if you got yeah. a lawn, right? <laughs> uh, so look for some scattered thunderstorms at the beginning of next week, but nothing for uh, the weekend as far as rain goes. Right now, wet and wild season passes are on sale for just fifty nine ninety nine at Area Circle K stores. You can drop into any Area Circle K store, pick up your season passes for just fifty nine ninety nine plus tax, or you can get your season passes online at wetwild.com. That is wetwild.com. It's going to be a hot summer, uh, so make your wet and wild plans early to get the best spot and the best deal on tickets at Wet and Wild Waterworld. All right, let's uh, start to preview what we have coming up on the show today. I've got a true crime report on the way a little bit later. We've got three random facts coming up. Don't forget, Father's Day is on Sunday, so I thought we'd put in a call to the Eastside Holiday right. Hotline, see if we can see if they've got a new holiday message up for uh, Father's Day. Uh, Joanna, entertainment news. What do we have headed our way as far as entertainment news goes? Well, it's happened. America's dad has a breaking point. And it's when you're trying to trip his wife. Tom Hanks freaked out and yelled at people, at fans who were mobbing him and almost made his wife trip. And he yelled, back the F off. Tom Hanks Tom used Hanks. the F word. Exactly. All right. Kids, you made dad mad now. You made dad mad. <laughs> you shouldn't trip uh, dad's wife, Rita exactly. Wilson. Uh, all right, so we have that coming up in entertainment news. <laughs> Imagine being yelled at by Tom Hanks. By Tom Hanks. And everybody's like, sorry, Tom. Sorry, Tom. Sorry, have you heard the, have yeah. you seen the video? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Tom. Sorry, Tom. And they're like, you tripped. You almost tripped Rita. Nobody says sorry, Rita. Right? Everybody's like, sorry, sorry, sorry Tom. Tom. Sorry, Tom. Because Tom. Tom Hanks is like being yelled at by that parent who never raises their voice. It's not scary, but it's shocking oh. and it hurts. Yeah, it would be like if <laughs> Mr. Rogers ever came came out and was like, God dang it, kids. Yeah. How often do I have to tell you? It hurts. Yeah. Uh, Nico, news headlines. What do we have uh, coming up in news today? Yesterday was so much fun. Uh, I don't think you're getting the point where I say what's coming up. Do you see what Joanna does? I say what's coming up in entertainment. She tells me one of the stories. Oh, I thought you want to know what's going on in news. Like Like my personal news. (laughs) No, no, no. Like what's our top, you know, pick out a top story or something that everybody's going to be talking about. Here's one. Uh, when Trump no, was this to- is my job. Yeah, but you'd never do your job. <laughs> Trump called uh, the Mike Pence the P-word on a phone call. Like yeah. uh, Pence was on the other <gasps> line. What? According to Ivanka, her dad <laughs> her, called Mike Pence. His own daughter. The, oh, the P-word. The P-word? First he called him a wimp. And then, what he, a wimp. then he called him the P-word. What a P. Something that could also be referred to as a willow. What a willow. Or a cat. What a cat. <laughs> He's so weak. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, here's something interesting. Ezra Miller is on the run, but still actually in the flash. 
Uh, so as of yesterday, could, if he's on the run, who could catch him? If he's the Flash, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> he's in the he's in the speed dimension or what? So Ezra Miller Miller uh, just deleted their Instagram account last night. At one point, the Flash Star posted about going after the KKK, but they also dropped cryptic messages like "You cannot touch me. I am in another universe." I, I'm sorry. When you say they, it's just confusing. That's Ezra Miller's pronoun, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, so I would be offending him and other people who like him who use pronouns if I didn't use Yeah, this. but when you say they and you just mentioned the KKK, in my mind, it's like, wait, the KKK said this? At one point, the Flash Star posted about going after the KKK, but they also dropped cryptic messages like, you cannot touch. Oh, that sounds like the KKK w- dropped cryptic Do you see messages. what I mean? Sure. But it's conf- it's a confusing thing. I, I'm, I'm not, still doing it. Right. I know. And I guess... I don't know if it's here to stay, but I, I say back to the drawing board. Come up with something else because it's just unnecessarily confusing when you yeah. refer to a person as they. It's a or n- neutral program, pronoun. It, but but it's a confusing neutral pronoun. I'm still pronoun. doing it. Uh, it's only confusing to you. Yeah. No, no, no. I think it's confusing to a lot of people. Okay, it's confusing to a lot of people, but not that many, so... All right. I bet if we took a poll, you would find out more people are confused. I, I'm sorry this upsets you, but it's something here to stay. Yeah, we didn't vote on it, did we? I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> At one point, the Flash Star posted about going after the KKK, but they also dropped cryptic messages like, you cannot touch me. I'm in another universe. And another claiming to be shielded from negative people and their ill intent. That may have alluded to the situation where the parents of a young woman filed for a protective order against Miller because of an allegedly inappropriate relationship. Well, there's supposedly a second underage woman. A 13-year-old. A 13-year-old. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So the first one uh, is 18 now, and maybe she's on the run, and she's a member of, like, the Lakota tribe of, mm-hmm. of the Dakotas. Uh, but she's 18 years old, so I guess she can make her own decision. But she was on the run with Ezra Miller, and now there's another one. Is she currently 13 years old? Yes. Currently 13, I think. Uh, the actor has not been able to be served with the legal papers because they can't be located. Meanwhile, Warner Bros. is so far sticking with Miller to be in The Flash. The movie was completed months ago and isn't scheduled for release until next year. All right. Well, this sounds problematic on a few different levels. Right? I mean, they dropped Amber Heard and she didn't steal anybody. Or they cut her right, part. She, she they cut her part. Oh, here they dropped Kevin Spacey and it, it was, you know... At least in the same ballpark as yeah. what Ezra Miller's doing, right? Yeah, no, this Ezra Miller seems like a... a as bad as... Public menace. Yeah, a danger to uh, young people and people in general. Uh, all right. Now, are you actually doing that story in the news? I am. Okay. Do you want me to not do stories that I do in the news? No, here? no, no, no. It's You're supposed to pick out a story that is like, this is representative uh, of the kind of stories that we're going to The same do. people listening right now are going to be the ones listening it. No, not at all. Eight? No, I'm just trying to give you some direction. That's oh, all. okay. No, I don't assume that everybody <laughs> listening at six is also listening till eight. Some are because they call us out when we do a repeat. <laughs> so I know a lot of people are listening that long. I prefer to talk about how fun l- last night was and how much both of you guys left me hanging. What? Yeah. I didn't see either of you guys at the bar afterwards. The bar? Yeah. The what bar, bar? Where all the of us The bar was optional. Um you should have taken the option, Joanna. You had $20 in <laughs> free drinks. I mean free food actually because it didn't count for drinks. <laughs> where? 
at Skate Rattle oh, and Roll? I don't think Buzz got one. Buzz didn't get one? Because, again, Buzz wasn't invited. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking about. There was a bar restaurant grill that was not on site. It was like down the road. Um, that Kevin And we, gave- we gave our winners a gift certificate Oh, here. For that. Like a little bonus. Here's yeah. a gift card for the for the bar. Yeah, yeah. 20 bucks. Well, what was what's the bar called? Uh, 480s. 480s, yeah. Nobody told me a thing about it. Well, I was there with my notebook, and Joanna was like, yeah, sure. I didn't say sure, yes, yeah, sure. whatever. I was like, all right, bye. Oh, uh, I couldn't have gone. <laughs> I was with my daughter yesterday afternoon. You, you guys saw she my daughter. She looks so grown up. Yeah. Doesn't she? Yeah. But she uh-huh. was on her phone, as kids her age are, <laughs> like 24 uh-huh. hours of the day, and she goes... Uh, there's dad. There's a 2.5 million dollar mansion for sale that was the site of a of a polyamorous reality TV show, and I'm like, that's Joanna's story from KLAQ.com, and she's like, no, this is on FitFam. FitFam picked up your story. FitFam. I mean, that's not. That's almost like Reuters picking up one of your stories. <laughs> am I right? The El Paso Reuters. Yeah, it's the, like the El Paso AP. <laughs> no, you know what it would be like, honestly. This is like... It's the JP. It's the El Paso TMZ. TMZ, It's like if TMZ had picked up one of your stories, but they got the radio station wrong. They got the wrong radio station. What did they say? Which station? They they credited Kiss. They said (laughs) they got Joanna right. They gave gave the right credit to Joanna, but they identified her as Kiss. Big shout out to Mike and Iris. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is the story about the mansion, which just started off as, hey, look at this big house. It's for sale for $2.5 million. And then people recognize it. And it's like, that's where this, it's either a cult or a sex uh, family or. Well, the, we, we, it, we took a long time to figure out. Figure, figure out you exactly said at what, first that you were like, oh, it's a brothel. And that's where they like, they just, like women just sell themselves for sex. I called it a house. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it is, I but mean, for I a different reason. It, it, it is a house. But you were calling it a brothel. And. Than prostitutes, and that's not okay. that's not at all. I guess that's probably not how it played out, but we've started filling in the blanks. It's like, oh, it's a polyamorous family, multiple partners, one main dude. So one in, main that, in that way, it's kind of like a cult, <laughs> right? Yeah. That it's one main guy. He has a brotherhood. There women, was two other guys. But there are two other guys, and then we. this is the article that keeps on growing, and because yeah. then it was like, oh, they... The New York Post has some videos of a reality show that they mm-hmm. pitched about the polyamorous family that lived in the friggin' willows. <laughs> Pussy willows is more like it. <laughs> did, did, wait, did your daughter? <laughs> really? That? Yeah, that's a, yes. good, that's a good joke. <laughs> is it? Yeah. All right. I laughed. <laughs> yeah. So did, did... I'll stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got one supporter out here. <laughs> Did uh, your daughter find out about this house right while you guys were there at the while mall? While we were driving, so I'm in the car, uh-huh. and she's she goes, "Dad, listen to this. Is this close to where we live? It is actually." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she told me, and I said, "That's that's a story from our website," and she's like. Pfft. No, it's it's from FitFam. So it's on FitFam. <laughs> FitFam, the kids know FitFam. FitFam is yeah, is legitimately like the TMZ of El Paso. Yeah, it so is. She was pretty impressed when she found out that FitFam picked up your story. My story. <laughs> You're right. Um, and then she's like, "Do you guys rip off FitFam?" And I'm like, "It's not ripped off if you credit." 
right? <laughs> it's not a ripoff. Exactly. We it's credit each other. Right. That's and right. the answer is yes. <laughs> but, but yes, all right? Yeah, that's the short answer. All the time. They're I, a great source. I put your article in the El Paso comedy page, Joanna, oh, uh, nice. on Facebook, all where right. all the comics uh, tend to gather. And I asked if anybody would be willing to come on air and talk about their experiences there. God, that would be great. Iggy said yes. Oh, Iggy's been there before? <laughs> yeah, he's he's had some crazy times there. Um, oh I'm not sure. Anthony Austin Brown did not confirm or deny <laughs> did whether he, he wants. No, he definitely went. He's not sure he wants to talk about Not sure he wants to talk about talk it. Talk about it all. Um, did, did, Nick Farrell was there off, very often. He, he was on that stripper pole in there. Yeah. Did the polyamorous family, are they still around El Paso or did they move Elsewhere. That is know. the that's the million, million dollar, dollar question. Qu- the two point five million dollar question. <laughs> All right, uh, you can check out that article and then the all the articles it spawned at klaq.com. <laughs> and if you want to find them all, go to Joanna's page at klaq.com and you could uh, read them in order because the whole thing escalated quickly. It did. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo, corner of Dyer and Monroe. Just moments from Fort Bliss. Find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. Survey uh, indicates that 45% of people say it's harder to be a dad today than ever before. Uh... So I thought we'd get into that. Also, how do you feel about that being a father? I, I mean, I don't know about harder than ever before. It's not like ever. Come on, it had to have been pretty hard to be a dad when you and your six-year-old were going to the coal mine together to work, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> or whenever you were going out to do your grocery shopping in the form of woolly mammoth and yeah. you got chased by saber-toothed tigers that had to be tough right i don't know about mm-hmm. ever before but i thought i'd uh, tell you the results of this survey and since we're so close to father's day i thought uh we'd call into the east side holiday hotline and see if they have updated oh, their yeah. message for the holiday yeah, let's hear those guys uh, first, though, I've got to play this. Nico brought this to my attention. It's mm-hmm. from Home Shopping, or QVC, actually. And it's one oh. of the hosts. And <laughs> Have you seen it? Yeah, Nico oh, sent it to me. I sent it to her immediately after I saw it. I send Joanna all the things I think are funny. <laughs> oh, no, this right is great. I see them. So, uh, and it's Itzhak Mizrahi is a, yeah. is a designer. He, believe it or not, seems to be a little bit dumber than the host, Sean Killinger. <laughs> so you're hearing them talk, and then they get into a big debate about whether the moon is a star or uh-huh. a planet. <laughs> <laughs> One of them believes this it's a great. star, and the other believes it's a planet. But the way it unfolds, you just have to hear it. Bazillion. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> okay. All right. The the confusion is just beginning. This is great. And apparently yeah. nobody on set knew the answer, so somebody at some point 
looks it up, I guess. Right. We, we don't know what the sun is. The moon is not a planet. The moon is such a planet, I can't even stand it. Wow, that was beautiful harmony, you guys. I wonder if it's not Ms. Rahi uses rhyming couplets frequently. Uh, so so the moon is, is an, uh, a satellite. <laughs> it's a natural satellite. And uh, neither a planet nor a star. How anybody... <laughs> the the fashion models in the back. Oh yeah, the fashion models <laughs> are like, like Dude, hey, we're just here to try to sell this ugly shirt. Are they really arguing about the moon being a star? I like <laughs> maybe these these models who are wearing the crap in the background are like, you know, I actually went to community college yeah, for three right? semesters. I, I know, took astronomy. Right, okay. I took astronomy in my sophomore year, so I know. Uh, <laughs> but they're not allowed to say anything, and it's just the QVC host and. It's like Ms. Mizrahi going back and forth, trying to see who can be more wrong. The moon is such a planet, I can't, can't even stand, stand it. it. <laughs> he needs to write that as a children's book. I can't even stand it. Look at how he gets all... The one with the rings. Okay, I, I <laughs> the almost. The moon isn't in there, dude. <laughs> I, I kind of want to be on her side, but at this point, she still but thinks she the moon. She thinks it's a star. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's definitely not a planet, so she's not wrong there. <laughs> how can she be so right and so wrong at the same time? <laughs> Ms. 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 he says, did you hear him say, is it cheese? <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. No, oh my God. Is it the moon? Is the moon cheese? <laughs> what is it, cheese? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you can tell. They you look can... at the producer like, okay, no, you're the idiot. No, you're an idiot. A natural so, satellite? It takes a minute, 17 seconds for somebody to Google what is the moon, and I guess maybe write it down <laughs> oh my God. on a prompt, you know, just handwritten on a piece of cardboard or something. And she's still holding this ugly shirt. Oh, by the way, the shirts are ugly. Ugly. <laughs> Hideous. Who shot the drapes? <laughs> they, they both agree that it's totally not a natural oh, no. satellite. I don't like. I don't like I don't that. Like it. Uh, so, Ms. Rahi's probably like fifty years old. Uh, the failures of our public education. System. The QVC host Sean Killinger's got to be, you know, thirty-five, forty. 
Maybe hold off on criticizing Has, how dumb high Ms. school Ms. kids are these 60. days. He's 60? 60. Mizrahi's 60 years yes. old? The moon is such a planet, oh, okay. I, can't I can't even, even stand, stand it. it. So that would have put him in what high school. What is it, cheese? <laughs> that would have put him in high school, like God, in the looking, 70s and 80s. Right? I'm looking through his like, Twitter to see if he's made a statement or something. Like, I was wrong. It's totally a We all salad. act like idiots. Public education has only been failing America since, like, the 90s. But I think it's gone on a lot longer than that because you got a couple older folks here who don't know if the moon is a planet or a star, and they're both very passionate about their and, positions on it. And then when they find out the real answer, it's, it's like, like, I don't no, like that I, answer. Both of them. Yeah, no, I don't like that answer. I don't answer. like that answer. Is that what Google said? I don't like it. God, the moon is such a planet. I'm glad you got. I'm glad my, my, you... my, my, my mama says the moon is a star. In a uh, new Father's Day survey, 45% of people say they think it's harder to be a father today than ever before. Well, come on. I mean, ever before? Huh. 45% say it's hard to be a father today versus the previous generation. Okay, well, maybe. 16% say being a father is easier today, and 26% say it's about the same. Uh, further from the survey, 47% of fathers say they believe they're doing a better job as a parent than their fathers did. Do you feel like that? That I'm doing a better job than my father did? Yeah. No. I don't have any backbone. <laughs> no. No. When my, my, no pause. No. no. When my father told me something, there was no argument about it. Like That's true, he, yeah. he had established, you know, at the point, I. And then you never questioned it either. Like, and I, went, I don't sir. think I've won a single argument with your daughter. Yeah, she's a better arguer than I am. <laughs> like she actually convinces me. So I have, I have no spine at all. Yeah, when it comes to so. strong women, very, <laughs> very jelly-like. Seventeen uh, percent of men, though, uh, admit that they're doing worse. So I'm in that category. Yeah, yeah I'm not. Yeah, You're honest. You know, I respected my father. <laughs> I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was right all the time. But I didn't. You know, if it came down to it, it was like, well, you win. You're the dad. <laughs> uh, people were also asked if, generally speaking, fathers today play a greater or lesser role in raising their children than the previous generation of fathers. See, I think that's the key. They're saying the previous generation. So maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, one generation back. We're not talking about during the bubonic plague or something. <laughs> uh, 39% say they play a greater role today. 22% say it's a lesser role. 24% say that it's about the same. What do you think? Do dads play a greater role? A greater role in kids' lives these days? Yeah. Uh, my dad was very involved with with my me and my brother so my dad was working all the time yeah. you know my dad would come in and when he would come in from work he was so tired 
that all he could really do was kind of wait for dinner to be ready and watch Gunsmoke <laughs> or, or, you know, or whatever was on TV. And, you know what I mean? And for you and your brother not to sass him, right? Well. Weren't you known as a smart mouth? Yeah, I, I kind of was you a little lippy. You were the smart mouth? Sometimes. Yeah. Did your dad ever have to tell you? And I don't want to hear, don't give me any lip. I'm sure. You know, at some point he had to, but like I played Little League. I don't recall my dad ever making it for a game, but it but I understood. You know, it was like, yeah, he's working till six, my game's at five. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna knock off an hour early to come to my game. And even if he did, he's he's dog tired at the mm-hmm. end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And parents today, you miss one game and it's like, Oh, I've ruined this kid forever. So and I And then parents are like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I mean, it was just a thing I kind of accepted. Oh, yeah. You know, my dad might ask me, how'd you do in the game? Also, the fact that they stuck me out in right field because I wasn't the best player on the team and nobody ever hit to right field. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nobody nobody hit over my way. And I went I went over three at the plate. So <laughs> I was, was kind of happy that. Uh, glad you didn't go, Pops. Yeah. Glad you, you didn't miss. You much. didn't miss much. That's right. You know, uh, so I think dad, you know, other than dads who are just absent in their kids' lives, so that's well, I was a, that's say, a big problem. My, my dad uh, did a lot better job with me and my brother than my grandpa did with my dad, because um, he left. <laughs> he just abandoned he just the family. Left. Yeah, and that's gone on forever. I mean, it's yeah. not like that is only. You know, you get this idea of the past that the dad was always there and that you interacted with him, but a lot of right. a lot not of dads true. died young. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, what was the average lifespan 100 years ago? 55? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or they worked six days a week before there was a five-hour workday, you know? Um, let's talk to uh, somebody says they know your dad. Uh, <laughs> Are you ready for this, Nico? Sure. Chris. Hello, Chris. Good morning, Chris. Is this your? Is this a friend? Yeah. Yeah, you know Chris. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Do I know Chris? Yes. You yeah, know right Chris. on. Hey, Chris, what's up? How are you? Hey, uh, I was uh, I was just telling uh, that we we were, or we were just talking that about how I knew about your family through your dad. Your dad has been very proud of you guys. Oh. And it's and it's neat that you get to know some or get to hear about your your kids and how they're doing and what they're doing and in fact when i heard you on the radio uh for the first time and i ran into your dad i ran into ed and i'm like hey is uh, is nico is that your nico and he said yeah yeah that's my nico boy he didn't go uh yeah that's my no he didn't do that no he didn't do that you know and and and, and you know the thing is is that as a parent ourselves and as a father i mean all we can do is support you and what you guys want to do. I mean, that's the whole goal. So well, your dad's very supportive and, and like I said, very, very proud of you guys. Now, Nico has always said that his parents were completely supportive of of him and his brother. Oh, always. With that's, everything yeah, they did. I, what was interesting is that about three years ago, in 2019, um, we actually took a trip to see Notre Dame and USC football. And uh, we were walking. Uh, it was raining, so we, we got to get go through the... Um, through the uh, sports rec center that they had there and they were fencing and that's what made me think about your your brother 
I was like, oh, here I am at Notre Dame. Here I am at Notre Dame to see a football game. I see fencing, and I think I've had a Jimmy. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I'm very lucky. I've always told my even Buzz that I don't think my I don't think I deserve my parents, right? <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, you're a big letdown. I think you actually, 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 oh my yeah. god, actually, I didn't you're mean a that, product dude. of your of your of your parents. Thank I you. Mean, literally, literally, but also like you know, growing up. Right. No, they've been very, very good parents. Uh, thank you, Chris. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Chris. So, oh, that's so nice. That was nice. When I hear stuff like that, it's crazy because I think my, especially my mom, her main goal is that we never got a big head or thought too much of ourselves. So any praise was camped way down. <laughs> You're not that good. Right. And this is why today Buzz does not know how to take a compliment. Yeah. Like any... N- the idea of making you so feel like, oh, you're special, or you've done a great job, or you're better than any of your friends was something that, that was the main priority, was making sure that I didn't think that I was better in any way than anybody else. And then when you tell me, like, they, you know, they supported all this stuff, and they did all this stuff, it's like, oh my God. They never told me, me and my brother, that we're better than people, though, that they just what? supported us. They're like, if this is what you want to do, you know. Yeah, but it went to the to the extent where we were not we were not praised. Yeah, no, you know, you can tell we were constantly reminded. There's a little hole in your heart that you need to be filling with with validation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will tell you this: we though, all got it, and I say this with with the greatest amount of love mm-hmm. in my heart. When I talk to my daughter, I always feel like I'm walking through a minefield <laughs> that I'm going to misgender one of her friends. I mean, do you have to walk on eggshells when you talk I to her? Ha- not eggshells, but I do have to worry: is this next step going to set off a landmine? Because <laughs> I referred to mm-hmm. one of her friends. Apparently, the high school my daughter goes to, from what I can gather, 85% trans or identify. That can't be true. <laughs> that cannot be real statistics. Statistically, I don't think that's true. I'm just basing it but on... But it is a time where the, everybody is discovering yeah, themselves. Absolutely. They're finding out more about themselves. From I that mean, aspect, experimenting I... Buzz, if you stuff. look at The Breakfast Club as a movie, you'd be like, all these types of people go to school here? Like, yeah, there's all kinds of people figuring themselves out. I know, but when I'm... When I'm dealing, you know, I I feel like I have to get the pronouns right. You know, I the worst thing I could do is accidentally, not, and I want to stress, not on purpose, misgender one of her friends. I'm sure she's understanding though that you're not doing it on purpose. She's not at all. No, absolutely not. She goes on the offensive as oh, soon as no. I, even if I get close to that landmine. <laughs> She immediately lets me know that I'm I mean, the worst kind of When person. you tell her stuff, like, you don't have to worry about walking by yourself at night or something. Oh That's not what I said, but... <laughs> How about a call over to the Eastside Holiday Hotline? <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, it's like... <laughs> oh, here we go. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. As we are preparing for the weekend, let me give you a preview of Q Connected. That's our new rock show. Sundays, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. this week. We're going to hear from Jackal, who are out with their 30th anniversary release. Jackal 30 comes out in August, but we're going to hear some of the early songs from Jesse James Dupree and the boys in Jackal. Also, uh, Daniel Paulus, who hosts 
Q Connected puts the spotlight on local rockers, and this week some of the uh, great Borderland bands that are in the spotlight include Cordova, Los Pops, and Full Bloom. It is brought to you by the Rock House, 9828 Montana. Mark this on your calendar. A week from today, Friday, June 24th, don't miss the core artist of Sepultura, Max and Igor. It's Turn Beneath the Rise, which is the project from the two guys from Sepultura. That is a week from tonight at the Rock House, 9828 Montana. Check out Q Connected Sundays, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. on 95.5 KLAQ. Okay, are you aware that there is um, an attempt to not certify the votes in the 2022 primary election in Otero County. No. Uh, so a ruling came down from the state Supreme Court and the New Mexico Secretary of State that say the commissioners in Otero County have until Friday, I guess today, because this is in today's paper. It says commissioners have until Friday to certify the results of the local 2022 primary election after the three-member Commission, County Commissioner's Board voted not to certify the results of their primaries. Uh, for what reason? Right. Why would they not certify the primaries? Uh, they brought up the Dominion voting machines. The county commissioners said that there were concerns that suggested discrepancies or ghost voters, but the story goes on. Uh, you can read this in today's El Paso Times. No proof of such problems was provided by the county commissioners, and none were found in two audits of the county's 2020 election. Last week, the commissioners also voted to do away with ballot drop boxes. They voted to discontinue the use of Dominion voting machines and require hand-counted ballots for the November election. There are three members of Otero County Commissioner's Court. Wasn't one, one of them the, the A... I'm sorry. Wasn't it one of the guys, the jerks, who was the cowboy for Trump guy? County Commissioner Coy Griffin faces oh. federal criminal charges of trespassing during the January 6th right, okay. protest at the Capitol. So, yes, he's one of the three. All three of the county commissioners in Otero are Republicans. Yeah, but, okay, first of all, let's, let's de- like, uh, designate something. The primaries that they're rejecting are for both Republican and Democrat races, right? Yeah. So they're not doing this to one or the other. Uh, They're doing this to both Democrats and Republicans? Commissioner Griffin said, we're just as concerned about Democrat votes as we are Republican votes. This isn't a partisan issue. Griffin, again, facing charges for illegally Trespassing, trespassing during the January 6th insurrection. New Mexico Secretary of State Maggie Toulouse Oliver filed a lawsuit and said at the... Uh, here's what she had to say about the county commissioners who had a meeting. At the meeting, they identified no deficiency in the election results, but rather made unsubstantiated claims about the voting system in use throughout the state. The Supreme Court order signed by Chief Justice Shannon Bacon uh, said that Otero County commissioners must certify or criminal proceedings will begin against the county commissioners. Otero County Commissioner Coy Griffin, again, 
the cowboy for Trump, who was part of the January 6th riots, said the actions by the Supreme Court and the Secretary of State constituted government overreach, arguing he and his fellow commissioners were in office to uphold the will of the voters, not the state of New Mexico. We want to uphold the will of the voters by not certifying the results of, of the, the primary voters? elections. That's we what... want to uphold the will of the voters, <laughs> the voters. by not letting your votes count. <laughs> That's it, the dumbest thing in the world. Let, let me, when you, if you go uh, through Las Cruces and then over the Oregon Mountains to get to Alamogordo, it there's a moment after the checkpoint, mm-hmm. you know. A few minutes after that, where you really enter a different reality, because one of the first things you see on the outskirts of Alamogordo is a big billboard. I don't know if it's still up there, but it was a month ago. Mm-hmm. That says, "We salute the unvaxed." I mean, that kind of lets you know you're entering the upside down at that <laughs> point. <laughs> so, the New Mexico Secretary of State, Maggie Toulouse Oliver, also said that unfortunately, when one county decides to act completely outside the law, it gives credence to others who may want to do the same thing. We have the potential to see this spread and have a domino effect. That's the only scary thing is like, what if these th- small counties with three commissioners want to do this in other counties? Or if they inspire or people they inspire in other, people, yeah. other counties to do the same thing. Well, they're talking about uh, criminal charges if they don't certify by. It says Friday. I guess that's I guess that's referring to today. How about some neckline calls? Woo! Love the neckline. What's, I was a little surprised numbers? to find out that that Coy was out of was out of jail. I know that they oh, jailed, Coy Griffin, yeah, <laughs> the county commissioner. They put him in jail for he <laughs> I, he claimed that he didn't know he was trespassing, but he is. There are photos and video of him actually using a a metal barrier as a ladder to climb up onto no. the Capitol steps. I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> uh, you want some neckline calls? You can leave messages for us on the neckline 24 hours a day, and we'll get to them usually sooner rather than later. So the neckline number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. Yeah, we ran out of water over here in Odessa for about two days. Thanks, Biden. Uh, I took a shower with beer. <laughs> I bought a 30-pack of Natty Ice and a new loofah to shower with. <laughs> beer is antibacterial, you know. <laughs> okay, okay. I did not know. Interesting. You know, I haven't checked, but I, I assume from what Okie dokie guy is saying is that Odessa's got their water back now. Oh, good. Good for oh, them. Good said that 165 households in Odessa lost water service. That's got to be all of them, right? That's got to be the entire city. What do you think the population Wait, of Odessa... I thought it was 760 households. households. No, it was... I thought it was 165,000. Maybe oh, I'll get my numbers Thousand. Wrong. Yeah. People. Households. Oh. God, I didn't even know there were 165,000 people yeah. in in Odessa. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be like every every house, apartment unit, etc. Uh, how's it going, Buzz? Uh, I'm just like here at four in the morning to get, you know, get jump by myself. Uh, Wait, what? I don't know. Sometimes, you know, this new phone system is working. For the most part, 
is working really well, but occasionally, if if on your end, if your cell phone's not getting good coverage, it'll come out a little choppy sometimes. Let's see if it improves. Ethereum had um, y'all replay a lot of stuff, and it's really annoying. Um, <clears throat> have to hear it over and over and again. First of all, during the day, I hear it at least two times. I think what he's talking about is we'll replay what's called uh, a recycler. It's a promo for the show that runs throughout the day. That could be part of it. Also, he was saying he listens early in the morning. That 5 o'clock hour is all replays from the previous day. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when I hear it in the podcast, that's three times. Well, yeah. The the podcast podcast is, is, that's the, the point of it. <laughs> right? Yeah. The yeah. Buzz Adams on demand is what he's talking yeah. about. You're listening Y'all to the show it. again. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is the sh- the Buzz Adams on demand is our highlights from the show. Y'all say y'all replay segments so people that missed it can hear it over again. That's what the podcast is for. Okay. If they miss it, they can hear it over in the podcast. You know, occasionally we'll we'll re- Play a segment maybe in the six o'clock hour, and we'll replay it in the eight or nine o'clock hour. Uh-huh. But that's just because number one, sometimes we need to take a little break, go to the restroom, right? But it's also because yeah, most people do not listen for a f- solid four-hour block. If you are listening for four hours, I appreciate you very much. Yeah, yeah for tuning into the show that much. You should probably not listen that much <laughs> <laughs> for your health. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. This listen is as much as possible. The, the best thing you can do for your health is listen to all four hours yeah. of the show. And then on. And then more. And then the five o'clock replay the next day. And then our podcast. And then the best of on Saturday. And the after buzz. Yeah. For sure, yeah. It's proven to increase your sperm count. They say. <laughs> the more you listen, the higher your sperm count goes. Just throw that in there. Oh, no. It, the science has proven that listening to all science. four hours of the Buzz Adams Morning right. Show will increase low testosterone. <laughs> we, we're just going full misinformation? All right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, why not? Yeah. That seems to be... Seems to be popular. Seems to be the fad lately, <laughs> yeah. huh? Just full-on misinformation. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I'm just uh, calling to uh, say that I think it's kind of messed up that they didn't let Tim Allen voice Buzz Lightyear. Right? All because he was conservative. <laughs> okay. And and then they let t- Tom Hanks be Geppetto in Pinocchio. <laughs> but it makes sense that he's Geppetto, you know, because he flew on Jeffrey Epstein's plane to his <laughs> island, you know. Oh, my God. And he's a pedo, so it's like Tom Hanks is Geppetto. He is a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> he's all right. This is the kind of call. Do you think this is a joke? Yeah. Or do you think this guy really believes what he's saying? Is this a sincere call or is this... I think this is a no. sincere call, yeah. I don't. You don't think I that don't this think caller actually believes Tom Hanks is a member no, of some satanic cabal? I just know there are people out there. I know there are people out there that believe uh, have those it. Crazy so, Joanna, you say, you say joke. Nico, you say the guy's being sincere. Yep. Yeah. So he gets roles, but Tim Allen, who's just a conservative, just gets screwed out of his. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. Uh, Joanna kind of went over this in entertainment. Uh, <laughs> so they're different characters. Yes. 
Okay, so let's go through this again. Does Buzz Lightyear come out today? I think it oh, does. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. So Buzz Lightyear the movie is out today, out today. Voiced by Chris Evans, Captain America. Now, yeah. this is Buzz Lightyear, the actual astronaut who inspired the toy in Buzz Toy Story. Lightyear in Toy Story, who was then voiced by Tim Allen. I mean, I think the... The ultimate proof is that Tim that Tim Allen isn't being silenced because of his political beliefs is because he has a huge deal with Disney Plus right now he to does. develop a series about based on the Santa Claus right. movies. Mm-hmm. And they they further explain the story is like, okay, so Buzz Lightyear in the Toy Story movies is the toy based on this astronaut. And he's kind of goofy and comic relief and he doesn't even know he's a toy. That's how in the dark he is. And that the toy was based on Buzz Lightyear, who we're going to see in the movie, who's a more serious okay, character. Don't even you though think it is the, the fact that we have to have this conversation, this confusing why don't conversation, they, they could have just made Tim Allen the voice, right? And no explanation necessary. Okay, but the fact that he's got a multi-million-dollar yes, deal sense. going on with Disney Plus that he is. You know, it, it it's kind not, of argues against him being canceled for his political right. views, right? Yes, definitely. Uh, I, for one, don't have any interest in seeing Buzz Lightyear. I mean, I'm a big Chris Evans fan. Maybe but. he was busy. Tim Allen just finished shooting the Santa Claus thing for Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm sure that took a lot of time. Okay, June but he 3rd, would have been happy to, to be the voice, and nobody would have thought, wait a second, why is the voice of the toy the same as the voice of... It's, sure, they're all cartoons, yeah, right? I'm sure at one point someone would have been like, well, why did they choose Tim Allen still if this isn't the same Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story? Well, if the toy is supposed to be based on a real-life astronaut... By the way, none of this is real life. Again, <laughs> Buzz Lightyear was not a real astronaut. Not if it was, wouldn't you say, oh, well, of course they got the guy who was the actual astronaut to do the voice for the toy. Right. I have an Arlie Ermey action figure from Full Metal Jacket, and you push a button, and guess whose voice comes out? The real Arlie Ermey. Uh, give me funny arm. Yeah. Private Joker! Yeah. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a little suspicious, but at you the same time, it's not. You can't say that he got he got canceled for his because oh he's got a d- God, huge deal Tim going on. Ellen is just sharing so many things from the Santa Claus set. Yeah, <gasps> are you on his Instagram? Yes, no, his Twitter. How cute! So, Buzz, w- what about Tom Hanks being a pedophile? <laughs> Should we stand up for him or not? Oh, oh yeah, oh right. probably. That was part of the call too. I forgot. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, that that's just bonkers. Yeah, crazy that's talk. Crazy. Show me the plain manifest that says that Tom Hanks, and apparently a lot of people did fly uh, with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, he would offer his plane up. I, I guess we know that that Bill Clinton at one point flew on the plane. Bill Gates. Bill Gates flew on the plane at one point, but it's not like it was. Okay, they're trying to make it sound like this was directly to go to this island to have sex with kids and then fly or underage women and then fly back. But a lot of them were. Hey, I'll loan you my plane so you can go over to Davos for the, you know, a summit or I'll yeah. loan you your plane. It was, you know, a rich guy who was doing favors. Probably some of the favors he did for people, you know, knowing what we know about Jeffrey Epstein. I'd like to see the manifest, 
you know, know who all was flying and where they went and what <laughs> dates they went on and everything. Geppetto. <laughs> Geppetto. Geppetto. He plays Geppetto. He wants he wants to turn his puppet into a real boy. What do you think he wants a real boy? Oh, my God. Sounds like that furniture company that was using all those code words to me. <laughs> okay, that is bonkers. You're just bonkers. Unless you're joking, in which case, I guess I appreciate the satire, yeah, right. I suppose. All right, let's take a break, and we'll come back with more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show coming up right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo, the quarter of Dyer and Monroe, just moments from Fort Bliss. You can find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That is PumpingInkTattoo.com. We start celebrating the pre-kend at noon on Thursday, so we're fully into the pre-kend. But that the, always gets Joanna when you say that. But the weekend, I, I think, did you come up with that? No, I got it from Succession, and then I told you. From the HBO series Succession? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought that was a Joanna original. <laughs> no, it's a Joanna I'm still going to use it. I don't care. No, it's great. I love it. I love that you've taken that in. <laughs> And embraced it. I, I know what you're feeling. I, like when it gets around to noon on Thursday, I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's I, the freaking pre-can, baby. We're going to have me some fun. <laughs> yeah, I can just coast. I can coast can until coast. Friday. <laughs> but the weekend starts uh, with the weekend starter six-pack at 5 o'clock. So every Friday at 5 o'clock, we start the weekend off with a six-pack of one of your favorite artists or bands. And this week... It's six in a row from Godsmack. So starting at 5 o'clock, we're going to hear six songs back-to-back from Godsmack. The Q's Weekend Starter Six Pack is brought to you by Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino. Play the hottest slots and electronic table games at the place where there's always more fun in the sun, Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino. And don't forget, KLAQ is going to be out there tomorrow starting at 2 o'clock. We're going to have Dallas Cowboys fan packs to give away. Snag one of those for Dad if he's a Cowboys fan. Maybe don't get him one if he's a Niners fan. Uh, but it has a Cowboys cap, shot glasses, whiskey glasses, mini helmets. And then starting at 3 o'clock tomorrow, Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino is going to give away a designer watch from Bulova every 30 minutes. So there are going to be hot seat drawings every 30 minutes starting at 3 o'clock tomorrow. KLAQ is going to start giving away those Dallas Cowboy uh, fan packs starting at 2 o'clock Happy Father's Day from Sutherland Park Racetrack and Casino and 95.5 KLAQ. I thought we'd get into the Mo Show calendar coming up here in just a few minutes. Um, oh, I, my, my name got attached to this, so it was a reminder. <laughs> Justin Underwood, our Ask a Lawyer correspondent who mm-hmm. comes on the show about every, you know, twice a month maybe is now a celebrity chef, according to Anson Eleven. Oh! Oh. Their Facebook post for their Father's Day, celebrity chef Justin Underwood (laughs) is going to prepare barbecue. Remember, he told us about it. So it's going to be uh, Sunday at Anson Eleven. How did you get roped into this? Somebody, my name came up. Somebody said... Marcello said, hanging out with Buzz Adams on radio and cooking delicious barbecue has made you a celebrity. (laughs) You've come a long way since your Hanks days. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you can make reservations. Seating is limited. 
but Justin Underwood, our chief legal affairs correspondent <laughs> and Ask a Lawyer attorney, is going to be making the barbecue. You going to try and make it out, Nico? I, I am. Yeah, okay. I told you know I told Justin I wanted to try his meat, and so I don't want to. His meat looks so good. Yeah, make your reservations today. Don't want to let him down. Call Anson at eleven nine one five five zero four six four zero one nine one five five zero four six four zero one. Hey, although speaking, of, I just thought of this the nine one five. So I went to call Joanna yesterday and tell her that uh, the El Paso TMZ Fit Fam had picked <laughs> up her article about the sex house in the Willows. You did call me. <laughs> yeah, but I, he called you to tell you that he did. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to go into my phone and uh-huh. re-enter it with the area code. Yours is one of those numbers that oh, won't dial. Without what the- a pain in the neck that is turning into, <laughs> man. And I guess it's not every number, but it's enough so that you call it. It's like, oh, you need to dial the area code. Well, I've got Joanna's number already saved in there, uh-huh. and I'm driving, so i got to pull over. I didn't really pull over, but I had to wait till a stoplight <laughs> to change it and put the 915 in there. Uh-huh. Why did they do this again? What was I, the explanation for this? Remember. Because it is a huge, not a huge, but a minor pain in the ass. This is why nowadays you just save somebody's number by telling them, hey, call me. Yeah. And you call way, me, I'll save the number. Yeah. Yeah, but how about all the numbers that I already have saved? Well, you're going to have to go back. You go and back put in, in and you got to put in the area code on. I might as well do it on all of them, even though you don't know for which one. For a small fee, I can do that for you. You're going to go through my contacts I and will. put 915. Yeah. Hashtag boomer problems. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's not just a boomer. Pro- Are you saying that yeah. that a millennial wouldn't have any problem nah, going through and just editing care. all the numbers? Why? Probably wouldn't. Probably wouldn't have even. How why why didn't you use any- an? Why didn't you use an area code to begin with? It seems silly not to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when I gave you my number, I said first area code nine one five. No, no, no. When you give somebody a local number, you don't. A local say- number? There's nothing local. Everybody has cell phones. Nothing's local. People are always on the okay, move. But before this year, you could dial a number without the why prefix. Do, why? Why even do it like that? I don't why? think I ever did because I always yeah. just always hey, include call the area me code, and then I'll just save your number. You're the boomer. Or I'll call you, and then you save my number. So again, for a small fee, you infants. <laughs> <laughs> for a small fee, I will go through your phone and add area codes. How small is the fee? Like 20 bucks. That seems like a $10 job to me, Joanna. I think it's like a $20 really? bucks job. I'll tell you what, I'll go as high as 12 Go find a teenager to give Fine, $70 to. have your daughter do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. I should have her do it. <laughs> She's going to an anime convention in Chicago. She oh, is? In a couple of weeks. Your daughter looks so grown up now. Why Why do you say that? I hadn't seen her in a while, in like years, she, I she think. Used to, she used to come around to, to things the parades when she was a, she was a ba- you know, like a little kid. Now mm-hmm. she's super tall. She is yeah. tall. And she looks so grown up. I know. I hate it. She's wearing oh. like grown up clothes. <laughs> I know. She looks so trendy yesterday. Yeah. And uh, then I was like, ugh, I am not young anymore. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> You know that reminds me. I have some facts about dads here. You you were bringing up uh, dad facts. Dad, yeah, dad facts. Did you know that the average age uh, of uh, a father with a newborn right now? How old do you think the average age of somebody that has a newborn? Well, is it their first kid or yeah, their first kid? When does when does the average age that somebody has their first kid? Are we talking about El Paso County or the rest of the country? 
you know that would be about yeah. I don't want to skew. I don't want to skew the national numbers with El Paso's numbers. So let's just go nationally. <laughs> Maybe as late as thirty. As late as thirty. Yeah. Late? I mean, people used to have kids when they were twenty. They did. Oh, but so we're yeah. In El Paso. Back in the old so days. Weird. Like my dad's generation, my mom and dad's generation. Although they were older, they were thirty before, and they adopted me. But I, along yeah, about second 30, grade, I noticed my parents are like. 10 years older than the other kids' parents. Really? Yeah. People would start families much younger. Iggy so had his first kid at 16. Right. We're in El Paso, yeah, Buzz. El Paso. Again, you're asking on nationwide. I'm going to say 30. Yeah. Thir- oh, 31. Yeah. Is the average for, of right. a father with a newborn. Oh, my God. Or, I know. We're, we're past the We're age. past that. <laughs> I should have a new newborn? What? That's crazy. Yesterday, Nico and I were starting the club for all of us born in the same year. Oh, the 89ers. The 89ers. <laughs> <laughs> you were born in the 80s, boomer. But almost the late 80s. almost half <laughs> almost half of percent of fathers with newborns are 55 or older. What? Half a percent. One half of a percent are 55 or older. Mm-hmm. I cannot even imagine. Dad fact. <laughs> <laughs> you got I like any, that. You got any more? Uh, no, that's it. That just one. Yeah, dad just fact. the one dad fact. No, I give you two. Dad fact. Facts. He gave two. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Nico and Jimmy's next with news headlines. Oh, yeah, that's right. A Game of Thrones spinoff featuring Jon Snow's in the works. I'll have the details next in news. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. And it is time for our news headlines with Nico and Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. Julian Assange is headed to the U.S. whether he likes it or not. The United Kingdom's Home Secretary has ordered the extradition of the WikiLeaks founder to the United States to face espionage charges. Assange, an Australian, is accused of publishing classified information leaked to him by former U.S. Army soldier Chelsea Manning more than a decade ago. WikiLeaks responded to the news by saying it's a dark day for press freedom and for British democracy. The organization said Assange did nothing wrong and the decision will be appealed. Assange has spent years in uh, trying to avoid extradition, including spending nearly seven inside the Ecuadorian embassy in London until the nation withdrew his asylum. He has 14, day, 14 days to appeal the decision. Do you remember when he did, when all yeah, that happened with I, Chelsea know, Manning? <clears throat> yes, I I still don't know how I feel about this because on the one hand, you're not you're not supposed to leak government secrets, but on the other hand, it it was like military cover up of hey, we accidentally bombed a wedding party, you know, we missed our target and stuff like that, so. You know, it's stuff that, that seemed kind of like a government cover-up or a military cover-up anyway, mm-hmm. which I think that's important information to have. You know, oh, you know, own your mistakes, right? Right. But... As a government. I don't know. I, I mean, I just, I don't know how I feel about Julian Assange. Well, he's also been accused of other things in other places, Yeah, right. right. There's been some other baggage with him. Right. And... And I, I just... I don't know. I, but I, I do feel, yeah, I, I feel the kind of, you know, conflicting uh, feelings that you probably have. Look, because been, Chelsea Manning is considered a hero to some people. Yes, Julian Assange is considered a hero to some people, but he's considered a real villain mm-hmm. to others. Apparently, our own government mm-hmm. 
And I, yeah, I just don't know where. I just don't know where I fall on that. I, I, I could be persuaded one way or the other. I feel like. I think I like Chelsea Manning better than Julian Assange. Didn't you? Did you ever hear how, what his conditions were like in the Ecuadorian uh, embassy? Hello. Oh, I was gonna. I thought you were misgendering Chelsea Manning. Why? Oh, because I said he. Yeah, no. you're talking about Julian Assange. Yes. I don't know. What were his conditions like in the... Well, like a room, but like he, he used... He couldn't step outside? He couldn't step outside the embassy. He couldn't go outside to pick up a newspaper or... No. That like it smells... Take a stroll in the London fog? That he wouldn't take showers or baths for, you know, days. Yeah, why should you? If you're not going outside, who cares? Because... You get it, used to your own... Yeah, but it was... The, emb- the embassy was doing him a favor, you know? And he kind of was like living out of it, all trashy like... Um, I don't know. Be a better house guest. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. All right. There have been a record number of illegal immigrants caught crossing the southern border for the third month in a row. The latest report from Customs and Border Protection shows there were about 240,000 encounters in May. More than half were single adults. Many were from Turkey, India, and Russia. Many immigrants are flying to Mexico just to get to the U.S. border. If this surge stays on trend, agents will break last year's total by next month. So by July, we will have broken all of 2021's total. That is insane. It's presenting a large challenge for President Biden, and so far, there's no answer from the administration. It it does seem like an issue, and look, people might have different ideas of how you you deal with this issue, but I don't think doing nothing is satisfactory for... For any of for the anything. sides, on right, this. right, yeah, you can't. The, something just, has just to be ignoring done. it. I don't think is what either side in this. Well, and it's going to create its own humanitarian problems uh, when too many people come to one place like that. You know, we saw that when people were, were caravans were yep. cut under under bridges last year. I mean, if you're on the side of the immigrants, uh, they're they're going to be put in danger, and right. you know there are all kinds of risks associated. There just needs to be, a, a, you know, a plan, or it needs to be addressed in some way. And it just seems like this is such an uncomfortable topic that the administration is not taking it head on. They, right. They'd rather skirt it and and make it somebody else's problem down the road, I guess. Or we know this is touchy. Look, so I'm not I'm not super hardcore on either sides of this issue. Not super hardcore, but I think ignoring it is probably not a not a good. It is probably like the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Then Vice President Mike Pence's life was literally in danger on January sixth, twenty twenty one. So said California Democrat Pete Aguilar during the third public hearing of the committee investigating last year's attack on the U.S. Capitol. Here's a rundown of the day's big moments. Aguilar described Secret Service efforts to move Pence and said at one point rioters came within 40 feet of a room where he was located. Rioters were angry that Pence had not agreed to take steps to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Some even chanted, hang Mike Pence. Thing is, it never needed to be that way. According to several witnesses from inside the Trump White House, President Trump was well aware that he was wrong constitutionally with regard to Pence's ability to overturn the results of the presidential election, but he pressured him anyways. As for Trump's connection to the violence, his tweet slamming Pence at 
2.24 p.m. that day saw the crowds both outside the Capitol and inside surging. As Mississippi Democrat Benny Thompson noted, Trump turned the mob on to Pence. Well, we saw the video of one of somebody that was one of the rioters getting on a, uh, a megaphone and reading what Trump had just tweeted, and that's when the chance of hang Mike Pence started. Mm-hmm. I watched, a, I didn't watch, I listened actually, but I listened to about, you know, maybe an hour of it. Mike Pence is, all of this testimony is really making him out to be one of the greatest American heroes of all time. Like he wouldn't leave the Capitol. His, you know, his secret service detail was telling him we need to get you in this car so we can get out of here if they breach. And Mike Pence was like, nope, I'm not leaving until the, the election certified, you mm-hmm. know, until we do what we're supposed to do today. And he refused to get in, even though his secret service and his aides were urging him to get in a car. Uh, I mean, you don't have to agree with everything Mike Pence is all about, but he is coming out smelling like a rose in all this. Or yesterday's testimony. Anyway. Relatively, yeah. yeah. So a lot of it was establishing there were plenty of people telling President Trump that his election, you know, his thing that, uh, his idea that Mike Pence, it's crazy. It's like, why would we hold an election if it all comes down to what the vice president feels like doing? If he, why not just let him choose? Also in 2000, if it was up to the vice president, would now Gore have said, Hey, I'm the vice president. I'm going to rule that I won the election instead of George (laughs) W. Bush. Yeah. Yeah. But it's establishing, but you had two people who are lawyers. You had Rudy Giuliani, and I know Rudy Giuliani, his reputation is about as low as it could go right now. But you had Rudy Giuliani, who's a former attorney general in New York. And you had uh, John Eastman, who's a constitutional law scholar, who were whispering in Trump's ear. So those were the two guys who both are lawyers, one of them a constitutional expert, who were telling him, oh, yeah, this is how you can do it. You can just, all you got to do is get your vice president. Right. But all the people who were testifying were testifying that everybody else was telling Trump, this is crazy. You can't do that. Just do it. Not just crazy, like bonkers. Bat. (laughs) What are the rules? What are the rules? Don't need rules. Well, notable moments also included the descriptions of the ire Trump had for his vice president, Pence. Former first daughter Ivanka Trump's deposition revealed that she'd witnessed it herself when she walked in on a phone call between her father and Mr. Pence. I wish they'd given a little expanded version because Ivanka also testified that her father called the vice president the P word. Mm. And there were, and she wasn't the only one in the room. Apparently there were a lot of people in the room. Uh, He called Mike Pence a wimp, says that he regretted ever picking him that it was the biggest mistake picking him to be vice president, and then he dropped the P word on Mike Pence. Committee co-chair Liz Cheney said Pence understood that his oath of office was more important than his loyalty to Donald Trump. The Wyoming Republicans stressed that Pence did his duty while Trump did not. Pence has said he has he had no constitutional authority to overturn the presidential election. Let's hear what uh, uh, Democrat Pete Aguilar has to say about uh the riot. God, that's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, that's why they were trying to get him into the car. 
So they would have got him if he'd stayed in the Senate right. office, but he had gone down to a more secure place, and they were trying to get him to get into the vehicle in case they had to get out, and Pence refused to do it. I mean, you really I mean, got to think you, you got to name a school after this guy or something. You, know? you, you do. He really he, took he it deserves a lot of credit for what he did on that day, and you don't have to agree with everything Mike Pence is all about, the anti-gay stuff and all that, to say, well, you know what? He stood up when it really counted. Well, former President Donald Trump is demanding equal time on national TV as the House January 6th committee conducts the public hearings. Trump made the demand in a post on his social media platform, Truth Social, hours before the committee's third hearing yesterday, claiming the lack of airtime is unfair to him. He also called the hearings a witch hunt. A number of networks are televising the hearings live. As we told you, yesterday's hearing focused on allegations Trump and his associates pressured that Vice President. That would be great television if it's just like, I get, they were on TV for four hours, I get to I talk for get four hours. Weird. I would tune into that, and I think a lot of people would. Just oh, to hear there'd him. be just a bunch of like, he would be going through voting tallies, like really specific ones. of this, And in this county, they were these, like just things that he could probably just be making up at, the point, at that moment. Oh, yeah, it would be four hours of mistruth and lies, but it would still be, you know, like after the first hour, what's he going to come up with? Just the, the stuff that would come out of his mouth would be, would just be crazy. And now Have I'm going to bring out... Have you watched the rally? I mean, he goes for hours. Now <laughs> I'm going to bring out Rudy Giuliani to talk for a little bit while I get a sip of water. Let's take a break. We've got a few more stories on the way. Uh, got another segment of news coming up. Don't forget Father's Day coming up Sunday. We've got a Father's Day reminder... It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Are we got a few other news stories. Uh, eventually, we're going to start talking about... There's another product that the supply issues are causing a shortage of, oh, but this no. one is for Canada. Oh. Uh, Canada is having to use American mustard... <gasps> and they are what? they're horrified that they have to use disgusting American yellow mustard. So we're going to hear about that story coming up before we wrap things up. Let's get back into our news with Nico Ajimian. All right, Nico, what else do we have on the agenda today? Well, weather is throwing a nasty monkey wrench into efforts to resolve the national shortage of baby formula. Production at the troubled Abbott plant in Sturgis, Michigan, is paused due to flooding from heavy rains. FDA Commissioner Robert Califf told senators the FDA is working closely with Abbott to get the plant fully functional again. The Sturgis plant went back online less than two weeks ago after shutting down earlier this year over the possible contamination of formula. Abbott is the country's biggest formula producer in the country. Uh, here's... FDA Commissioner Dr. Robert Califf talking about flooding. Here's a clip where he tries to explain to people why they don't want to allow this baby formula factory, the biggest in the country, to uh, continue until they solve these problems. That's a great point. I wouldn't want to eat in that kitchen. Are you? But you look like that's a t not a good analogy or what? No, just that the shortage, well, it sounds like they were not keeping up the cleanliness of their facility, and this is making baby formula, which caused oh, yeah. the shortage in the first place, and now there's flooding. Repair your roof, man, if yeah. you're making baby formula. This is uh, really important. You're the biggest and one of the only suppliers in the whole country. So, 
Yeah. Do your gerb. Do your gerb. Do your gerb. I'm doing my gerb. You do your gerb. <laughs> the death toll has gone. I should not start the story with any humor whatsoever. No, no. Please. This is a very, very serious. Uh, there's been another shooting. Yeah. Uh, and this one's uh, just happened late last night. The death toll has gone up following a shooting at a church near Birmingham, Alabama. Vestiva Hills police captain Shane Ware says they're still trying to piece together exactly what happened. The attack took place at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in Vestivia Hills. The FBI, ATF, U.S. Marshals, and local law enforcement all responded to the scene, and the, sus- and the suspected shooter was taken into custody. The bloodshed comes on the eve of the seventh anniversary of the massacre at Mother Emanuel AME Church in Charleston. As you might recall, nine people, including State Senator and Reverend Clementa Pickney, were killed in the 2015 mass shooting. You know, I feel like this story, this shooting would have been a huge story that everybody's talking about today. But you hear it and it's like, oh, only two? Right. You know, you you mean 20 children weren't? Oh. Oh, well, well, this is nothing to worry about. Only two people die. Right. You get kind of desensitized and then you look at numbers and you're like, oh, well, this was this was hardly even a tragedy. It is a tragedy. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, what's going to happen one of these days, they're going to have, you know, a hundred, and then that's going to make us look at like, oh, just 20? Yeah. It's very sad. Well, the average nationwide price of gasoline of gas surpassed an all-time high of $5 last week. That's according to GasBuddy. In California, the state with the highest average gas price, drivers are paying an eye-popping $6.43 per gallon. AAA. Uh, is showing all of this data. The sky-high prices with no relief in sight have set off sharp disagreements among public officials over what should be done in response. Government policy cannot meaningfully relieve the price increases in the short-term, experts told ABC News, except for an additional release of oil from the Strategic Reserve or a gas tax holiday, each of which would likely reduce just a fraction of the cost. But steps taken now could help foster decreases over the long term and insulate the market from future disruptions, they added. Here's Charter Oak Productions manager Joe Brevetti, which is kind of what you were saying, you know, you've been saying about uh, oil and gas companies. They, they lost a lot in two years during the pandemic. And I guess, you know, whatever money they're making now, whether it's record profits, is going back to fill that up, fill up that, you know, deficit that they had. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like it's a more complicated issue than the oil companies are evil in the story. Right. You know, I think there's a lot more that goes into it that, you know, you need to you need to listen to the other side a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Parts of Yellowstone National Park could reopen as soon as next week after severe weather forced the park to close. Heavy rains coupled with snow melt caused rivers to flood, sweeping away entire bridges, roads, and houses. The northern area of the park is expected to be closed for a substantial length of time, but park officials say there's hope for reopening the southern loop soon. For now, all five entrances will remain closed through the weekend as authorities continue to assess the damage. Meanwhile, businesses surrounding the park are concerned that the peak tourist season could be a disaster as well. Ezra Miller has had a rough week, and it's wrapped up with them deleting their Instagram account. At one point, the Flash Star posted about going after the KKK, but they also dropped cryptic messages like, you cannot touch me, I am in another universe, 
and another claiming to be shielded from negative people and their ill intent. I mean, another, none of these tweets are as bad as, uh, I guess, he's grooming underage girls. That may have alluded to the situation where the parents of a young woman filed for a protective order against Miller because of an allegedly inappropriate relationship with their daughter. The actor has not been able to be served with the legal papers because they can't be located. Meanwhile, Warner Bros. is so far sticking with Miller to be in The Flash. The movie was completed months ago and isn't scheduled for release until next year. I guess they'd have to scrap it. If you got a movie about The Flash and, and he's filmed and almost- The Flash actor... With Kevin Spacey in that movie where they replaced him with Christopher Plummer, he wasn't in every single scene. I think The Flash is probably going to be in most of the scenes. Yeah. If if they could drop it without scrapping the movie altogether, I think they would have done it by now. And I think they might eventually end up doing it because there's now an allegation against a current 13-year-old, about a 13-year-old. 12, just turned 13, right. The, the, the protective order was from the parents of a woman who's now 18, but they say that Ezra Miller started taking a particular interest in her when she was, I believe, 14. But God, now that what she's is 18. Going on? Yeah. Well, Kit Harrington is set to reprise his role as Jon Snow in a Game of Thrones spinoff. A series based around the fan favorite is in early development and would take place after the events of the original series. HBO is already releasing a prequel to the wildly popular series titled House of the Dragon, which takes place 200 years before the original. Hey, I got a question for you. I've seen the trailers for, for that dragon show. Yeah, yeah. Looks and I just heard about the Jon Snow thing show. today. And I, you watched all every season of Game of Thrones, right? No. Yes. Oh. Joanna, you didn't? No. That's yeah, a good thing I wasn't talking to you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Keep it up. Keep it up. Oh, my God. Careful now. I don't care anymore. I watched every season, but that last season, especially the last two episodes, I just it sapped any interest that I have for Game of Thrones. I see that trailer, and it does not move the needle at all for me. Oh. And I'm wondering. That sucks for you. How many, you're, you don't. You're not in the same boat? No, the first episode I watched was the last one, and I was like, ah, this is pretty good. What do you mean the first episode you watched? The first ep- episode I saw was the season finale. I mean, the series finale. So, And then you went back and watched? From the beginning, yeah. Which uh, I love doing it that uh, way. See, I think, no. Because I, think I didn't have to, any high expectations. You need to watch it from the beginning. I did watch so, it from the beginning, eventually. Yeah, but you did. You watched the series finale, the fi- first, the ultimate episode. Yes, first, the first one you watched ever. Yeah, with friends. Yeah, then you with don't, friends, you and then, don't know what the feeling was of hanging on for all the seasons. I don't that it was because on, I, and then it's I like, don't do that. I, I make sure to like have all the seasons out. I think before that, I, I think get into something, there are tens of thousands of Game of Thrones fans. Who just don't have any interest in Game of Thrones anymore? Like Joanna, you're like, do, do you care about this new series? No. Okay, I do. I think this is super cool. Well, we just established that Joanna didn't see the, the, the series. Well, no, she did watch the recaps. Like uh, her and I watched the recaps. Yeah. Her and Lisa would go through the like. Oh, this is what happened in this mm-hmm. episode. So she might have. I don't know. But I think I, it might be a big flop. I think you got enough uh, Game of Thrones fans who just felt so let down by the really? by the last season. Oh, I thought it was great. I got to see the whole thing. Okay. Once it was all once it was already out, and you, I got to binge all all, all right. seven seasons. Maybe I'm an outlier. Maybe everybody else is totally on board. I, dude, I saw the previews for House of Dragon. It looks cool, and especially if you know the his, the Targaryen history a little bit beforehand. Oh, good lord! You know about 
the the dragons wait, wait. and stuff. Now you know the Targaryen history and everything. Oh, I read. Did you read the books? No, I didn't read the books. <laughs> I read the. <laughs> no, I didn't read the books. The then wi- how do you I read the wiki? You read the Wikipedia. I learned page. everything about the world of Game of Thrones. I, you I know, wa- I, I cannot relate camps, to you guys. So. You know, there's this thing called learning from the internet. You don't need to go back to libraries or books or anything. <laughs> if the internet had been around, I wouldn't have had to watch a single episode of Gilligan's Island. I could have just read the Wikipedia. And then you well, could have you learned. You should watch yeah. Gilligan's Island because that's a good show. <laughs> you could have learned about the Bermuda <laughs> Triangle. You, I could, you really... could have learned how to make a little radio out of coconuts. <laughs> All right, finally. But not how to fi- fi- fix a hole in a boat. No. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, the world of ice cream flavors has become quite diverse in the last few years. We can get almost any taste we want, including Grey Poupon Mustard. Yes, Van Leeuwen Ice Cream, the brand that previously gave us spinach-flavored ice cream and macaroni and cheese-flavored ice cream, is back with another bold choice. The good news is that it isn't just mustard in the ice cream. There are also salted oh, pretzels in it, too. Oh, this is a different mustard. The, the mustard story I have is a completely different mustard story. The mustard shortage is what I was going to talk about. Oh. Go ahead with the ice cream. Excuse me, do you have any gray poupon? <laughs> but of course. <laughs> That's why I did this article, because I thought Buzz would like the gray poupon reference. And then I guess we're talking about two... Because di- he was like, yeah, do the mustard story last. Yeah, I'm talking oh, about the Canadian mustard shortage. You guys are having different mustard we have stories. Di- yeah. We're crossing mustard wires. Okay, go ahead. Tell me your ice cream mustard. Uh, well, that's it. There's Grey Poupon mustard okay. coming up. So, <laughs> so parts, parts of Canada have a mustard shortage going on. The COVID-19 oh, no. shortages and also extreme weather events have caused a tragic mustard shortage in parts of Canada, including French-speaking Quebec. So here is food industry analyst from uh, Quebec, Sylvain Chalabois, talking about the shortage, but he also takes a a really cheap shot at American mustard. It's garbage. It is trash. Well, it's called French's, so (laughs) you would think that the French Canadians would appreciate that. No, we'll never accept it. I'll, I'll listen. Yellow mustard's great. One thing I, there's no brand though. Like the generic is as good as, as the brand. Wait, you don't? You think it is as good, right? Yeah, if you just get the Regular Albertsons brand mustard, or what? Yeah, mustard's mustard, yeah. right? Dijon <laughs> mustard. I mean, if I'm out of regular yellow mustard like French's, mm-hmm. it's okay. But when I hear somebody disparage the the condiment that goes on hot right. dogs, especially this Canadian frog yeah. over here. <laughs> Let me hear Frenchy again here. Dijon. Dijon. Here's what I hear. You know, you can t- you can criticize uh, that we don't have health care like you do, and you can claim you have better beer, and maybe you have a point on that. But when you start bad-mouthing American mustard, you know, 
That's like criticizing mom and apple pie at some point. Hey, were you a fan of Bill Hicks? Or well, he was really before you got into comedy. Well, he I mean, away, right? he, he, was, he passed away before I got into it. But, I mean, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Bill Hicks and, and one of the smartest uh, writers ever. Yeah, so uh, got a little Bill Hicks classic. Uh, From talking, Texas, too. You can't... Talking about dads and talking about Father's Day. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. I love fan theories on pop culture, especially if it's like a well-known pop culture that everybody knows of so they're like how chris pratt is the fat little kid that sam neill shows the velociraptor apparently talent that that fan theory didn't pan out because sam neill shows up in the latest jurassic world and chris pratt isn't like do you remember me i was the fat little kid you scared the crap out of with the velociraptor thing but that was a great one that's a good one or like kevin McAllister grew up to be the guy from jigsaw yeah (laughs) One of my favorites of all time is that Ferris Bueller was a figment of Cameron's. Cameron. Oh, that is a good one. I love you know, that, that one. That yeah. was just like he imagined, what if I was friends with the coolest dude and I also hung out with the hottest girl, uh, Sloan Peterson from school, and I stood up to my dad, and it, that it's all in Cameron's head. And that That's a great it's, one. It's called the uh, Ferris Bueller Fight Club. Conjecture. <laughs> that was a good name for it. Because Cameron already kind of has like a manic depression or some type of yeah thing going on. Yeah, he's got a real complicated relationship with his dad, who loves his car more. Yeah, anyway, that pool so that scene where he gets all yeah, gay. and he just goes Ugh, and falls in. <laughs> yeah. So maybe Cameron actually died in the pool scene because he he was down at the bottom of the pool until Ferris and I think Sloane jump in to get him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a James Bond fan theory. Ferris Bueller, of, you're my hero. I hear a lot of fan theories that, yeah, that's kind of interesting. It's not very often that I see one is like, I've immediately got to share this one. So, James Bond <gasps> is a decoy. Uh, somebody wrote. <laughs> He's just on the Facebook post. I have a th- yeah, it's just a Facebook post. I have a theory that James Bond's primary purpose is to be a distraction to keep attention off the spies who are actually spying. Villains and other spies know James Bond. True. I mean, what is the first thing James Bond does when he shows? Bond. Up? He tells you his James name. James Bond. And he doesn't use a fake name. So Google me. He makes his presence known everywhere as soon as he shows up. He keeps messing up operations for the villains, but the other spies have already infiltrated their ranks and work while Bond does as much visible damage as possible to keep the others safe. So it's, James Bond is there as an agent of chaos. Wait a minute. I think there was actually an organization called Chaos at one point in Bond movies, or else I'm getting it confused with Get Smart. <laughs> no, well, or Inspector Gadget. Maybe it's Chaos. Is that the Inspector yeah. Gadget? <laughs> What was the main criminal organization that James Bond fought against? Spectre. Spectre. Right. So how do you like that? Like These organizations actually have spies who are undercover. Maybe they're double agents, whatever. And James Bond is just there to cause so much aggravation that it takes the attention off the actual spies. Good fan theory? I mean, it's the only way to make sense of James Bond's (laughs) world. Yeah. (laughs) Now, my favorite James Bond fan theory of all time, and one that I I tend to favor, is that 
James Bond isn't an actual person. It's just as soon as you get the 007, you take over the identity of, of James, James Bond. Bond. That's which would which explain why all the different actors, right? They all look different. So it's like, mm-hmm. Uh, which also explains why they never reference operations from uh, the other act. Like they'll only reference things that they did in their movie series. Roger Moore will only reference things that Roger Moore has done, right. not what Sean Connery I mean, ever did. The truth is they recast the role because the actors moved on to something else. Yeah. It's like Doctor Who. But it's kind of fun to imagine, oh, Sean Connery's Bond must have gotten killed off screen, so mm-hmm. they replaced him with... Roger Moore's Bond. Well, George Lazenby first. Well, George Lazenby was technically before Sean Connery, right? No. Lazenby wasn't until On Her Majesty's Secret, Secret Service, Service, which was late, like 67, 68. And no, trust me on this one. Hmm. And Sean Connery had been doing it since like the early 60s. Dr. No was the first one, 62. Yeah. 62. Sean Connery does a few, but that doesn't explain. Then Sean Connery came back and did a couple more. So it doesn't make sense from that. Maybe they're not chronological. Anyway, you can really go down a rabbit hole with these fan theories. Maybe not everybody loves them, but a good one is really interesting to me. Uh, Let's go ahead and get to entertainment news. Joanna Barba has our Hollywood headlines and more for us. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Actor and comedian Pauly Shore has teased the return of one of his most beloved films. An Encino Man sequel is in the talks at Disney+. Plus. Speaking with Inverse. Oh, Shore. man, I was really hoping on Son-in-Law. Oh, I love Son-in-Law. <laughs> I was hoping for a Goofy movie. Hell yeah. He with plays the, the Leaning Tower of Cheesa. <laughs> yeah. Cheesa. <laughs> uh, the actor says that so long as the script is right and Brendan Fraser and Sean Astin are also on board, he would return for a sequel on Disney Plus and said, quote, I know Disney Plus is talking about possibly doing the sequel. If they want me to do it and the script was right and Brendan and Sean are on board, it would make sense. I would do it for the fans. It's what screenwriter George Zaloom has been working on, so ask him about it. So, Encino Man, he was like an, like an, an unfrozen caveman, yes. right? That was the whole plot. Well, this mm. would make sense because he was eating a paleolithic diet and then he went what did, what happened did he get frozen in ice or something yeah i think so. i, I can't remember he how he got it began. frozen and then sean Aston is digging his backyard to make a pool and he finds and he the finds encino man encino man right and then he unfreezes and then at the so end encino a, man, an encino lady comes oh, out too it's so. been, i haven't seen encino man since i saw it in theaters dude we love that movie at my who house. was the encino lady i don't know some lady at the end some girl but see encino man discovered modern fast food and that's why when he comes back when he discovered that squeezing the juice yeah (laughs) encino man was not well received by critics but (laughs) has since gone on to attain cult it is a beloved dumb movie i think even people who like you but you admit okay it's so dumb it's dumb but i love it i need to see this movie (laughs) you've never seen it Mm mm-hmm Come, I've to only seen... ha- come to my house and my nephews and I will quote the entire thing for you. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> a sealed Back to the Future VHS tape just sold for $75,000. But it wasn't just any old unopened VHS tape. What? This one belonged to Tom Wilson. You know, Biff. This set a record for the highest price ever paid at an auction for a sealed VHS tape. Did Biff get the money? I don't know, actually. Is he going to will it to his grandson, Griff? 
<laughs> this VHS came with a signed note from Tom himself, and it read, quote, This is a first release of Back to the Future sent to me by the studio at the time. Since I knew that the VHS platform would be around forever, I saved it for later, and now I can't find a VCR. Oh, well, enjoy. The tape was part of a first-of-its-kind VHS-only auction. 260 tapes were sold, including a copy of The Goonies for $50,000. Wait, wait. So if it's in the original mm-hmm. packaging and Unsealed, it's never been taken out? never it, taken out. Of A VCR copy or VHS, a VHS copy, copy of a movie from the one. 80s is worth $50,000 yeah. just because nobody ever opened it? Because no one ever opened That's it. That's more than all the 80s is worth. <laughs> Also Boy, all these Beanie Baby people got to feel like suckers now, right? I know, right? Like, my princess die will be worth something someday. <laughs> and a copy of Jaws sold for $32,500. You're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> nice. Well, everyone has a breaking point. Even the nicest man in the world, a.k.a. America's dad, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson were taking were walking to their car in New York City on Wednesday night and fans were crowding around them trying to get autographs and selfies. Well, one guy got a little too close and actually tripped Rita. She didn't fall, but it was the last straw for Tom. He stopped, turned around back to the crowd and yelled at the fans. They bugging. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. I'm like, they bugging. Sorry about that. Tom. So I'm reviewing it like the Zapruder film to try and see which <laughs> which one of these. And it doesn't look like paparazzi. It does. It just looks it's like just fans. some fans, yeah. yeah. And um, they're trying to get their selfies in. So you got the nerdy little white dude. You got the, you got the black guy with the ball cap. One of them, I think, is the one. There's Rita. So there she's she walking goes, forward. And then watch. Now, this there's, guy. Okay. So this guy in front guy. of Rita looks like an actual paparazzi because he's got like a Jake Gyllenhaal night crawler camera, you know, with like a <laughs> telescopic lens. Yeah. yeah. But it, she get, it looks like she gets. Whoop. America's dad just yelled God. at you. How do you feel right. about that? And then I thought oh, they're all like, he sounds so disappointed. Can you play it out to the end? Because everybody's like, sorry, Tom. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Tom. Sorry about that, Tom. They bugging, but nobody says sorry to Rita, who right. almost right. fell Everybody over apologizes there. to Tom Hanks. Rita not was Rita. the one that almost fell. Oh, being yelled at by Tom Hanks is like being yelled at by the one parent who never raises their voice. Right, it or sounds the terrifying. That you always loved, and it's not scary, but it, it hurts. It would be like if Mister Rogers came out at the beginning of an episode and is like, "All right, more. we got to have a tough talk." You, yeah, kids. right. You got to feel pretty bad. Finally. Like the majority of his Top Gun Maverick co-stars, Miles Teller sat in a cockpit of a fighter jet during the filming of several action scenes. But unlike his co-stars, Teller came down with an allergic reaction from taking to the skies and discovered he had something really weird in his bloodstream. You know, there was something similar happened in the first movie. Like all the actors. They got something in their bloodstream? Yeah, band of soleil cocoa butter from that homoerotic beep. <laughs> With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Yeah, Father's Day uh, Sunday. Let's not forget about that. I thought we'd put in a call to the Eastside Holiday Hotline this morning. Speaking of fathers, do you remember, you probably don't because you've got really bad memory, Buzz. Um, But you remember how we did the Star Wars trivia for... 
uh, the fifth of May. What is it? Star Wars Day. May the May the May 6th. the fifth. May the fifth. There we go. <laughs> the, <laughs> May the fourth. May the fourth. Oh, oh God. God, we're bad at this. Okay. So, do you remember that we had somebody in the app chat? Send us a message that said, I need y'all's help to put positive energy out there today in hopes that my baby will be born today and be a Star Wars baby. His name was Troy. Uh, you know, let's say that That, that I you do. do remember. Yeah, of let's course. say I do. But yeah, we did get a message like that. We talked about it. We were like, let's hope that you have a Star Wars baby. We didn't hear back from him because we. I did reply back and I asked, did you have a Star Wars baby? But he replied back uh, a few days ago. And said, well, little Iris ended up coming on the 9th. Uh, so happy Father's Day to Troy. <laughs> Boy, she re- she really held out a lot longer than he was <laughs> right. hoping for, huh? I wonder how you have that conversation with your wife and your, your wife's doctor. Hey, uh... How do we make it happen yeah. today? <laughs> yeah, I need you to induce labor because I really want to have a Star Wars baby. <laughs> also, if, if she had been born on Star Wars, would you have named her Leia? Leia, or would maybe. he would he have stuck with uh, what was it Iris? Iris. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Our Iris got you a Father's Day gift, didn't she? She is the most thoughtful, super and nice, put, right? super super thoughtful. She got me a Father's Day. Uh, so this is Iris Lopez we're talking about, mm-hmm. and it had microwavable burritos. Oh, nice. Because she notices that I eat microwave burritos <laughs> just about cute. every morning for breakfast. That's so nice of her. Yep. Very, very sweet. I'm just saying, don't expect that from me. So, happy Father's Day. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, we'll give a call into the East Side Holiday Hotline coming up a little bit. The U.S. Open, Rory McIlroy shot a 300. Now, there's some golfers out on the course that have gone to oh five God. under. One golfer from South Africa has gone to five Dude, under. do you know what's happening now? Uh, my people phone. are cheering for Phil Mickelson no. to screw my, up, and he did. In he my was like, personal life. Oh, what's that? My phone probably has heard me talk about it, or it's like I've Googled it, and now I'm getting U.S. Open updates on my phone. Without asking for U.S. Without Open asking updates? for it. It's just giving it to me now. And then I read something like a stroke, and I'm all, who had a stroke? But I didn't know that's golf lingo. When I was watching it yesterday, Phil Mickelson was at five <laughs> over, and I think he was just about to bogey another one. And I found myself like, I want him to just blow up and have a 20 over round or something because of this whole because Saudi of Arabian. That 54 thing. But he didn't. Uh, he I mean, I don't know how Phil finished yesterday, but at one point he was five over. So you've got the leader today, uh, MJ Dufay, who is not a big name on the PGA Tour. <laughs> but I don't think he's one of the guys that has said that he's going to go over to the Saudi Arabian back tour. God, I didn't think I would care this much, but the more this goes on, the more I'm like, Ugh. I kind of want the Saudi Arabian turncoats. Do you want to know how Phil, Phil Mickelson finished up? Yeah, how'd he finish up? 11 over. 11 over. <gasps> that means he shot like an 83. Oh my god. I he, shot a 77 last week. Buzz. You did the course I was playing at. No, the course no. I was playing at was a lot shorter and a lot no easier. No idea what any of this means, but his, I'm cheering for you, Buzz. His, I, I t- shot a better round than Phil Mickelson did <laughs> on a much easier course. Is tied for 145th place. How far is that from last? That's a great question. <laughs> hey, what does purse mean? 
how much how money much they money? make. It's <laughs> the same as in you, yeah, it's the same in boxing and horse racing. A purse. Oh my god, he's you never heard that before. Seventeen million, dude. He's ten away from last. Somebody shot. Oh my god, he is. Somebody Why shot a twenty-one over. This? Somebody saw a, saw a sixteen over. Wait, so how did you say that he's ten away from last? Oh, ten, ten space spaces. Ten, ten spots. Ten spots. Yeah, but he's. Five stroke. Who shot a who shot a sixty? Who shot almost a ninety? Almost a ninety. S. Crocker and Jay Morgan. A stroke is. It's what you have when you smell toast. It's a. I thought it was walnuts. No, that's when you're dying. That could be just death. Now, yeah. there was a scene in The Sopranos where the guy, okay, right well before then. he has some kind of attack on The Sopranos, they're out on a golf course, coincidentally, and he's like, does anybody smell walnuts? <laughs> and then he keels over. Hmm. You never heard of that before? Mm-mm. Walnuts? Maybe it's not walnuts. There was something. Does anybody smell something? And then he has Toast. A... Probably toast. Now, it wasn't toast, though. It was something else. And maybe walnuts isn't right. Maybe I'm thinking walnuts because of Polly Walnuts. <laughs> is that a character? Yeah, that, Polly Walnuts is the character with the gray on the side of his head. Did you ever watch Smelling almonds? Almonds. Okay, almonds used to be a smell for cyanide, for a poison. So <gasps> he if was you, poisoned. If you smelled all, uh, almonds, it'd usually be cyanide. Oh man, I love almonds. Back in the day. Yeah, it was almonds. I wouldn't even know what an almond smells like. So, you don't know what an almond smells like? That's how much he stays away from nuts. <laughs> no, I like almond joy, but I don't know what... <laughs> it smells like chocolate. That's chocolate I mean, part, what, what, <laughs> Almonds smell a lot like chocolate. Wait, wait. Are you saying nuts have a smell? Well, only if you don't take a shower. No. How about peanuts? <laughs> you got ahead of yourself there. He had, yeah, he had to do it himself. <laughs> Before any one of us can get it. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying peanuts have a, have an, yes. a scent? Yeah. We're gonna smell. Is it possible later, that my right? nose doesn't work? No, I'm sure it does. Pecans like stop to smell the nuts. Yeah, yeah. you got to take time to stop and smell, smell the nuts. <laughs> Thought it was flowers. God, you guys. <laughs> it's like you're in competition. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't even imagine in my head what a what you a peanut peanut, would peanut butter though, right? Yeah, I was gonna say you. You can't think of what peanuts smell like. You've been to. Oh my God! Can you oh. smell right now? I've also got that thing that makes Vietnamese soup taste bad to me. Uh, he's saying the cilantro tastes like soap to him. Oh yeah, you just have a like your palate hasn't evolved. Is that very rare or is it fairly common? It's fairly common. Yeah, I'm like, do they put some kind of like a hand sanitizer or soap in the soup? Because it, what do they call it? Pho. P H O, yeah, pho. Yeah. For the longest time, I was like, people would go, "Let's go get pho," and I'm like, finally, I said, "Does this taste?" You said pho, no. <laughs> no, but I was like, while we're eating, does this taste good to you guys? Because this tastes really terrible. And you're all, is you, it just me? I'm not trying to be racist, but this is gross. <laughs> you told me, or somebody told me, that some small percentage of people, the cilantro taste. Like yeah. different. Yeah, to some yeah. people it tastes like soap. How rare is that? And what does it mean? 
I just told you. Is there something? Is it possible so that I don't smell so nuts the way that found? You, it's a gene. Yeah, it's, it's a genetic. Maybe issue. there's a. Let's see. Soap, cilantro gene. They found that those people who said cilantro tastes like soap share a common smell receptor gene cluster called. OR6A2. This gene cluster picks up the scent of aldehyde chemicals. Natural aldehyde chemicals are found in cilantro leaves, and those chemicals are also used during soap making. I'm eating soap! Kind of, yeah. It's delicious. Mm. I don't have that problem. It is delicious. I love cilantro. What else is cilantro in? Tacos. Yeah, Yeah, I've I've definitely (laughs) had a taco before, and it's like, oh... Tastes like something's off in there. I must. There. Have, does this mean I'm more highly evolved than everybody else? No. Or does it mean I have you're, too many caveman genes? You're stunted. Genes? Is okay. what it means. All right. Beavis and Butthead are going to return <laughs> with new episodes later this summer on Paramount Plus. All right. But they're going to be commenting on TikTok and YouTube clips. Yes. Oh my God, that's going to be great. Did you ever watch it when it came back and they were watching things like Sixteen and Pregnant and Jersey, Jersey Shore. Shore? Hilarious. Okay, I was never allowed to watch the original Beavis and Butthead. It was I like, wasn't either. So, I, what was the premise behind the original show? Two friends who are under you know don't do well in school underachievers and they watch music videos like on MTV. So it was an MTV show mm-hmm. and it would show them watching MTV videos and either they'd hate it and make fun of it like if it was Kip Winger <laughs> or they'd love it if it was Judas Priest breaking the law. Oh nice. Or ACDC. Yeah, cuz one of them's this wearing rocks. an ACDC shirt. And one of them's and the other one's and wearing a Metallica, Metallica shirt. It wouldn't make much sense that teenagers today are sitting around watching music videos. Right. Yeah. But they would be sitting around watching TikToks and YouTube. So and Mike Judge says that that's the way they're going for this next installment of Oh Beavis my God. And that's that awesome. Be hilarious. Although, even these days, you don't watch shows together anymore. No, right. People, you're on your streaming. phone and you're, you don't sit down in front of the TV and watch YouTube at the same time. I watch it on my television. phone, you watch it on yours, and then we can talk about it across the. <laughs> Or you start saying, like, hey, did you get to this part yet? No, no, I'm almost no, there. No, not there yet. Uh, let me know when you get there. Here's what Mike Judge <laughs> said. By the way, he... Would you would you say Mike Judge is, a like, a legitimate creative genius? Yeah, yes. I was actually just thinking of this yesterday. He is responsible for so much <clears throat> stuff. Not just Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill. King of the Hill, Office Idiocracy, Space. Office Space. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I was thinking this because of Office Space. Yeah, I think he's a legitimate genius. To, to have written and produced almost all of these things, yeah, you're, yeah, I think he's a genius. And voiced most of it. Really? Well, yeah, I think he voiced both Beavis and Butthead, if I'm not oh. mistaken. He was the voice of Hank Hill. Oh. Is that your... Uh, that's my butthead. That's a butthead, right. Oh. And how did Beavis laugh? All right. You do butthead laughing and I'll do okay. Beavis and we'll see how okay. it's... A, not bad. I gotta isolate that. Team Cornholio. Cornholio. Uh, let's do a quick Mo Show calendar Something and I'll call the East Side Holiday Hotline. <laughs> Today is the Friday before Father's Day. It is June 17th, National Flip Flop Day. Nico, what, whenever you wear, whenever you wear, Nico, does a day go by if you choose to wear open-toed sandals or 
that I don't tell you that it's inappropriate for a workplace environment. And do you, do I not roll my eyes at yep, you every single you time? Do. I tell go, you, whatever, boomer. <laughs> like, Why, I, I he's, like, he's like, you should be dressing up for the radio. More. I didn't say dressing up, for but I did radio. say that. You know how important it is to look nice. I said that flip flops and shorts are definitely not appropriate <laughs> office attire. Because they can tell how professional nope. you're dressed on the radio. Remember when Buzz dressed all disheveled when we had corporate in yeah <laughs> i forgot they were coming nico went to change i went home to change for them well you changed because you were wearing your seahorse print <laughs> shirt no that's a nice shirt he could have worn that my position is that men should never appear in public unless they're in their own backyard with their toes exposed all right uh anyway national flip-flop day Woo. world day to combat desertification and drought Oh, that's a mouthful, huh? Yeah, but we got some rain last night, so I guess. <sighs> did you get much? I we did, yeah. And then I live like by the mountains. It so just, it just like, like what time? Because it monsoons. it kind of rained a little on the west side when you guys were at your skate party. I don't know if you guys went outside. Somebody told me, oh, it rained, and I was like, what? No, but where I live, like you we're got, by the mountains, so it was just like a monsoon coming down. Like for how long? For like a good 20 minutes. Uh, birthdays today include uh, tennis star Venus Williams, who is 42 today. Woo, love her. Will Smith played her dad in a movie, won an Oscar, and slapped <laughs> Chris Rock because of it. Jodie Whittaker, the actor, actor who played the first female Doctor Who, the 13th Doctor, turns 40 today. And uh, comedian, Saturday Night Live alum, Will Forte, is 52. Did you ever watch his show, Last Man on Earth? I watched the first season. It was good. I thought it was good. And then they left it on a cliffhanger, and then they canceled the show and didn't come back. Like, they'd found this other group of survivors who were living in an underground city or whatever. And, that, and oh, then they canceled it. Well, no, they must have had a second season. They though. did have a second season, oh, okay. and I was into it. I couldn't find anybody else that really no. was like, oh, I'm watching Last Man on Earth, too, it so I should have seen it coming. slow pacing for the first season. I could see why. I don't know. I thought it was good. And January Jones was in it. Anyway, Will Forte is 52 today. Greg Kinnear is 59. And uh, Thomas Hayden Church who was in uh, Sideways and also played Lowell on Wings, is 62 today. Oh, okay. That's weird, the Wings reference the is wings the thing that... The Wings one is what got you. Yeah, that's what gets me. <laughs> oh, not, that guy? Not Sideways? No. He was nominated. Did he win an Academy Award for Sideways? I think Thomas Hayden Church might have won like Best Supporting hmm. the year that Sideways came out. Uh, anyway, he's 62. Why didn't they bring Sandman back in uh, Spider-Man? Oh, and he was Sandman, that's right. Why didn't he make the cut? They brought back Doc Ock and Green Goblin. He and... was there. Oh, he was. That's yes. right. Yeah, I had totally forgotten that. I guess I got to watch. <laughs> would... uh... Oh, he was nominated for an Academy Award in Sideways. But didn't win? No. Big day for former Saturday Night Live cast members. Joe Piscopo is 71. He was the second biggest star when he was on behind Eddie Murphy. They were the two powerhouses. Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo were on at the same time. Wasn't Joe Piscopo just known for his impression? 
Uh, yeah. Of, well, I think yeah, he did a, a lot of impressions. But Sinatra. Certain, he did Sinatra. a lot of Sinatras, yeah. right? Singer, songwriter, musical legend Barry Manilow turned seventy-nine today. And former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich also turns seventy-nine. Uh, today is National Eat Your Vegetables Day. It is also National Apple Strudel Day. And why don't we put in a call uh, to the Eastside Holiday Hotline? Yeah, I love that. And fingers crossed, I hate for this to be a bust. I hope they've updated. The last message they had was a Memorial Day message. So I'm hoping they got something up for Father's Day, but we really don't know until we call over and check the Eastside Holiday Hotline. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Well, this is a timely visit considering we haven't seen Steve in like four weeks. Right. I didn't even know this show's still on the air. Congratulations. <laughs> Happy you guys are still there. I was wondering. You mean Stefan Kaplowitz Stephane. is here? Just call me Steph Kaplowitz. <laughs> Steph. There you go. I did not know that you were you were gone on vacation. That's the way I like it, Buzz. <laughs> me out of the I loop, leave huh? and nobody has any idea that I'm even gone. That's my kind of vacation. So it worked out good. Went to New York City for a week. Yeah, what'd you do? Mm-hmm. We... Um, Actually, this trip was planned. Catch some baseball? I did. I saw the Yankees uh, last Sunday afternoon beat the Cubs, and then I saw the Mets Tuesday night at City Field beat the Bra- the uh, Brewers. So that was fun. Two for two, two games, two wins. Any Broadway? No. Um, and it's funny. We <laughs> wanted funny? We wanted to go to Broadway. The Broadway. I just didn't know that you would have any interest in going to see a show. Yeah, wicked. Yeah. This is the first trip to New York. Uh, we, we haven't seen a show. I mean, we usually go always and, and see a show, but shows are very expensive right now. Right. And that's the hardest part. We wanted to go see MJ the Musical, which is the Michael Jackson uh, show that's based around his 1992 uh, tour. Ooh, but, interesting. Um, but tickets were, I mean... For, for decent seats, when I say decent seats, you know, like good sight lines and all that, it's going to cost about 170 bucks a pop. Wow. So for people, yeah. it was almost like almost like $600. It's a lot of money. Yeah. So we uh, And that's we a musical, like that. a play, where they have actors acting out, or is it just like a musical review? Or you it's don't know. like you a musical play. It. It's a musical play. I read about it. I was, I was, you know, I was looking into it. But um, how about if they did okay. MJ Bose Michael Jordan instead of Michael Jackson? You would have spent 170. Michael now. Jordan, well, the Michael musical? Jordan would have. Yeah. If Michael Jordan would have starred in it, yeah, yeah. I would have been there. That would have been awesome. Would have loved that. But um, you know, it was good. Look, Billy Crystal's on Broadway right now. He's uh, it's it's a Mr. Saturday Night Show that he's doing. You've got oh. Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick together. Uh, on Broadway, they didn't win any Oscar, any uh, Tonys, by the way. They weren't even nominated, so that was kind of interesting. Uh, but so there are, and a Hugh Jackman is on Broadway right now. Oh, wow. So there's plenty of good it's ones. Poppin'. We just, uh, we skipped that. It was a busy trip. Did, did you? Central Park. We um, we walked a lot. We walked um, almost 50 miles in six days. What? Is it just hotter now? No. It doesn't really get hot till August. It's not bad, right? And it's not even that humid. I mean, for the most part, the weather was amazing. It was great. Did you see any concerts? I did. I saw Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden last Friday night. Um, The Piano Man? The Piano Man. That was one of my... um, one of my bucket list items. I've seen Billy once with Elton John in '94. In Los Cruces? Uh, no, I saw they didn't play together in Cruces. I don't think in '94. This was in the Alamo Dome. It was the face-to-face concert where they they came they came around and did a show either at the Don Haskins Center or the Pan Am Center or or even. Are you sure about y- that? Yeah, you're that sure was, together. 
Um, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, same night. Billy Joel and I don't Elton know John. about that. I mean, Billy Joel was here twice in the 70s, but I don't think he's been back since 78 or 79, if I'm not mistaken. Does he play all the hits? He played 27 songs, and most of them were the hits. Yeah, I'll Move, say this. Moving Out? Moving Out was the eighth song of the set. Keep say going. Goodbye to Hollywood? Say Goodbye to Hollywood was... Did that make the cut? No, you know what? Say Goodbye to Hollywood was not in there. Um... Uh. <laughs> That was that was one of the ones I expected. Come out, Virginia! Don't make me wait. You Catholic girls start much too late. Whatever that one's called. Only the good die young. Yeah, that was in there. He played only the good die young. He did. Allentown. He played played Allentown. Then he played the Down East Alexa right after that. That's kind of. I mean, that's not a super deep cut, but the Down East Alexa. Nah, people knew that song. That that was a hit. That got that that got airplay. He played the River of Dreams. That was a popular one. But um, you know, he played the classics. Longest time. Um. Yeah, he played the longest time. He played scenes from an Italian restaurant. Piano Wait, are you Man. looking it up? Are you? I'm looking, looking at the. I'm looking list? at the set list. Yeah, do it from that. You don't remember which songs he played? Well, not all of them. There's 27 songs. That's a lot of songs. Yeah, but I couldn't. I the one I were... wanted to hear that he didn't play was um, "Angry Young Man." You know that song. No, With the, uh, you know, my Billy Joel, and I was a pretty big Billy Joel that fan, was one I but wanted to hear. if it wasn't on Greatest Hits 1 or Greatest mm. Hits 2, I, I, there's a chance I yeah. may not know it. No, I understand. He didn't play The Stranger, which I like, too. I like The Stranger. Yeah, Stranger's a good one. But he, did play, but, he, but he played like deep tracks like Zanzibar, and if you're a fan of Billy yeah, Joel, Zanzibar you know the 52nd a... Street album, Zanzibar was on that, and that's a song that got zero airplay, and I was like, wow. He's, and my wife even said to me, uh, she goes, why is he playing this? <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, it's a, it's a song for the fans. But there were 20,000 people there, right? And essentially- Where was tw- it? The Garden? At the Garden. 20,000 people were singing along wow. with Billy Joel. It was amazing. That was really cool. So um, I was, you know- it, it looked like keeping the faith. Did he play keeping no, he the didn't faith? Play, he didn't play keeping the faith. It didn't even look like he was having that much fun. Like he was playing along, but like you know, you see an Elton John show. Like he comes to El Paso every so often, and he's always like smiling, having a good time. And Billy's uh, almost like intense. Like he was singing, he was performing, but I couldn't tell how much fun he was really having because he doesn't smile a ton during his concerts. So I don't he's know. In, he's he's also seventy. Hometown. He's also seventy three, seventy four years old. So maybe yeah. But know. if he's not going to get amped up for New York City, he's not going to. For, uh, for anything, he's York, still doing his New York State of Mind. Uh, yeah, he played New York State of Mind. Yeah, he did. I'd have to, right? Yes, yes, that was good. That's too. probably a law somewhere that he, if he's playing in New York State, he's going to play. Have New to York play State New York State of, State of Mind. Yeah, that that makes sense too. So it was fun. Uh, that was a that was a Friday night uh, and no opener, and he played. You know, for about <laughs> Buzz, haven't hours. you been quoting like a, a Billy Joel quote all week? We are the premiere. <laughs> Billy Joel 80s cover band. I said 80s cover band. None of that 90s stuff. It's funny because if you want Billy Joel cover, you, you need 70s. I mean, I'm you see, like <laughs> for me, like as a Billy Joel fan, I like his earlier stuff. All right. So by the time you start getting into things like once he went mainstream, it was just Well, the Christy Brinkley years. I mean, that's what it was. Uptown Girl. Yeah, Did he Uptown, play Uptown Girl? Um yeah, he played Uptown Girl. Did he name check his ex? Who's his ex? Christy Brinkley. Oh. He just talked about... She was about, in the video. I, I think he just talked about... Um, oh, 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 Uptown Girl. I think he made, oh, I think he made like a reference oh, to his personal life really and, and, and how expensive the uh, divorces were or something like that. I forget what he said, but it was it was pretty, uh, pretty entertaining. All right. All right. I was a little surprised 
that uh, Steph Curry had never been the uh, NBA Finals MVP. I would have thought that that had happened before. Well, you got to remember they were loaded over the years, and they've had Clay Thompson, they've had Kevin Durant. Mm. Um, you know, they've had they've had a good supporting cast around him. So yeah, it but, wasn't like I mean, he's been kind of the star of the show for a long time. He has been. So he has. Here we been. go. So you look at the list of the NBA Finals MVPs, right? Uh, Golden State, um, they've had three MVPs. It was Andre Iguodala back in 2015, and then Kevin Durant back-to-back MVPs in 17 and 18 for Golden State. So this is why Steph is now getting what uh, what he deserves. Um, and Kevin Durant, by the way, I mean, you know, he left Golden State to go to Brooklyn thinking he was going to build a dynasty over there. How's that worked out for Kevin Durant? Listen, I will not hear you speak ill of Kevin Durant. I think he is phenomenal. I agree with you. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't really make sense to leave a really good situation, and he had the best situation ever in Golden State, and uh, and left. Do you think Steph Curry should be mentioned in the same breath when you're talking about greatest players of all time as Michael Jordan no. and LeBron James no. and Kobe Bryant? No. You don't no. think Why? Steph is as good no. as... No, I don't. I don't. All right, I how like many, Steph. How He's many a... titles does... Oh, so he has four. So who has the next most? Um, well, first off, Bill Russell has 11. Oh, that's okay. the, that's well, never the, mind. Uh, yeah, that's the leader. Really Jordan, Jordan has six. Um, Kobe? What is, how many does Kobe have altogether? Do we know how many titles uh, Kobe has? Dude, that's the kind of arcane knowledge <laughs> that you, I mean. I know that I should have right there. Um, let me see. I, you know, I actually, I don't watch a lot of basketball, but I watch the finals. Kobe the- has five. Okay, so Kobe won in oh, wow. 2000, 2001, Steve Kerr has nine, dude. Well, Steve Kerr has nine as a player and a coach. Yeah, I know. But that, I mean, that's like, if you want to add up, how about Phil Jackson? Because Phil yeah. Jackson won NBA titles with the Knicks. Yeah. And then he won all those titles with the Bulls and then the Lakers. It's ridiculous. He's got more rings in hand than fingers. <laughs> so, you know, that's a problem, too. Um, listen, I, I think that. You look at what LeBron has done. He's won his four rings, okay? Um, and then Kobe's got five. Now four as well for for, uh, for Curry. So that's the same number as LeBron. Um, will you look at, at Steph as one, of the, as one of the all-time greats? Yes. Will I put him on the Mount Rushmore of NBA talent with LeBron and Jordan? And um, Do you, you put know. Kobe on the Mount Rushmore? Uh, Do you put... Magic or Bird or it's a great question. Kareem See, or so you think about this, all right? Russell, um, Will. It's hard not. That that's the problem. See, you only, you, you need only a, have you need four. a few more. Mount, you only yeah. have four spots. So you think about this. Okay, Jordan's number one for me all time. Jordan is absolutely number one. I'm not trying to compare Steph. I'm just saying, is he worth in the conversation? Well, the question is also, is LeBron two or do yeah, you right. put or do you put um, you know Russell won eleven rings. And God, if you were just limiting it to four. I know. Well, how many just for playing, not coaching? No, we're talking playing. Oh. Now. I mean, I but mean, Jordan Jordan is is so far ahead of the rest of the field, it's almost like, well, you gotta give two two Rushmore places to Jordan. I love the <laughs> I love the Michael Jordan LeBron James comparison, even the Michael Jordan Kobe Bryant comparison. And 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 there's nothing against Kobe. Kobe was an amazing talent. Did they over they overlapped a little bit, Jordan they did. and Kobe? They did. And who usually dominated whenever they play each other? See, that's what um, well, Michael could, Jordan was so, like right at the end and Kobe was right at the beginning. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I would say that and you have to look at the head-to-head battles because, I mean, Jordan was you know towards the tail end of his still, career. Back Jordan then. was still lighting people up even at the even, even when at he was that with the, even when he was yeah. with the bullets, or the wizards. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he would go off and have a fifty-point game. Yeah, from time to time, yeah. and you know, if Jordan, unlike anybody else, Jordan is like he's going to take the shot and he's going to make it. And everybody in the everybody on both teams, both benches, and all the fans knew he was going to make it. Listen, if I had one player to take in basketball and I was starting an all-time team, it would be Jordan every single time. There wouldn't even be a question about it. I would take Jordan. So you know, that's and and again, I grew up in the Jordan era. I watched him play. I didn't grow up what in the Bill Russell or Chamberlain era. What, but. what would? You, how about if you had to field a team mm-hmm. of players in their prime at each, each, oh, each that's, position? That's, I love position. that. I love that question. You love put Jordan that. at the two guard? I do. Um, then the question In their be, prime. In their prime. Yeah, I put Magic at the one. Yeah. Okay, so I have Magic, Jordan. Um, the I'm going to make a case for Shaq. I mean, nobody dominated the paint yeah. like Shaq did. You can yeah. imagine... You know, a scenario like a young Shaq well, versus a young Wilt, and I so, think Shaq just overpowers him. So here's the thing, okay? I, I, I got to have Bird in my top five all time. I do. I mean, peak Larry Bird. Larry Bird could beat you, talk trash to you, and back it up all in this. And he had eyes in the back of his head. Nobody could see the okay, court. Okay, so you like got Bird. Magic at the one guard. You got Bird at the small small forward. Small forward. Yeah. Okay. And then who do you, um, who's I have your Jordan. I mean, do you even consider Shaq? No, I go. I would go. I probably would go uh, Chamberlain or Russell over Shaq. Even though Shaq is the most physically dominating center, right. I want a center who can make a free throw. Will couldn't make a free throw. Well, that's true. Russell could. I probably yeah, Russell, Russell could, but Will Will couldn't then, make a then, free throw. And then here's the also, other question. Also, and Russell Russell six well, foot ten. And here's the other question. Okay, Shaq seven two. Do you put LeBron at the four, or do you put Duncan at the four? Timmy Duncan? Yeah. LeBron. Duncan is considered the greatest power forward of all time. Yeah, he was also seven foot tall. I mean, it's pretty sure. if you're just going to go high. I mean, how do you leave LeBron off the top five? You can't. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a great question. It's a great question. Uh, let's take a break, and we'll come back. I want to talk a little bit uh, about the U.S. Open, which is underway, and... Rory McIlroy posted Rory a three McClory. under. Rory McIlroy posted a three under, but I haven't talked to you since this Saudi Arabian uh, fifty-four. That's right. Tour got started. Do you have thoughts on that? Buzz tells me that you don't like golf as much, like you don't, as other stuff. That golf doesn't really. Well, I mean, it's not one of the big sports like football, basketball, or baseball, I, or, or I, even I hockey. Enjoy, yeah. I enjoy golf when I want to relax, right, and do nothing, <laughs> and then I just turn on turn on golf and I can vegetate. But for do a while. you have? Thoughts on this competing Sure. You do. All right. I want to find out what those are. So let's take a break. We'll come back more with Steve Kaplowitz from our partner station, 600 ESPN. Is that all it is? 600 ESPN El Paso? There you go. You got it. All right. Congratulations. More coming up right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Round one of the U.S. Open golf tournament is on the books. And uh, you got a few golfers, including Rory McIlroy, who finished the day at three under. Roy's that back out on the course. Phil Mickelson shot an 11 over. Yeah, he's been really uh, on his game this time around. Is it wrong for me to be happy that Phil Mickelson shot an 11 over? No, you can root against him. I mean, he hasn't exactly endeared himself to to you or the rest of the golfing public. I was going to say specifically because he's gone over to this competing tour and all of these. So what's your thought on the Saudi Arabian government has... The deepest pockets, probably, sure. on the planet. So they've got this tour, and they keep interviewing these golfers. And the golfers, 
you know, don't know how to answer these questions about the treatment of LGBTQ uh, in Saudi Arabia. They're not politicians, or you the, know. The, 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 well, somebody the ordered hit it. on Jamal, Jamal Khashoggi. Khashoggi. But if they were being honest, what they would say is, they gave me so much money. Yep. And, have- and they might even say, you can say that that I'm greedy, but a lot of you in the room, if they had just, I think Phil Mickelson got $200 million. Can you imagine a golfer getting more money than they've made their entire career? Yeah. And that's what it's turned into. So it's obvious they're doing and it And it's the guaranteed. Money. They don't have to win to get the $200 million. He already got it up front. I know. It's in, it's insane. On top so, of what they'll I mean, make from earnings. That's what it is. They're just, it's a paycheck is what it is for them. And I don't think this... this it's tur- not just a pay... This, it's, it's the mother of all paychecks. Yes. So Which is why... I think, and this term, it's, this, this tour is not going to last. Bob I mean, Costas no said they... Well, they have a $3 billion war chest just for pa- uh, player talent. They offered Tiger $1 billion just for himself. And what he said... Bob Costas called you know? it blood money. Yeah. yeah. The Tiger said no. Tiger said no. Tiger's not going to do it. Supposedly they offered Jack Nicklaus a billion as well. What did Jack say? No. But Jack was not, but Jack is interesting, okay? Because a couple of weeks ago or months ago, Jack what, didn't have a problem with this tour. Oh, that's interesting. So this yeah. is, and I think the point Costas made, made, and I agree with it, this isn't like a challenge to the league like the AFL or no. the ABA. This is it's a money blood grab. money from a government that yeah. is run by. The guy who ordered uh, a, a, a journalist living in the United States murdered. Yep, Mohammed bin Salman. So, yeah, but would we care if this is cricket or some other type of weird sport that's not played in the United States? I mean, it's golf. I wouldn't no, care well, as we much would, as it's we cricket. Would not, we wouldn't care because ultimately, it's it's like okay, what if they dec- if the Saudis decided we're going to take the best baseball players? Yeah. we're going to throw um, you know hundreds of millions or billions at them and, and have. I feel the same play. way about it. So apparently, yeah. Yeah. Biden's got a trip coming up to Saudi Arabia, and he's going to meet with with uh, MBS. MBS. And I feel, like that's a huge, I feel like that's a huge sellout. Yeah. Well, he's I mean, doing it for gas. Yeah. They want him to release more oil, oil reserves, but still, it's a sellout, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So what are your thoughts about the golfers? Do Should we scorn them and root against them for the rest of time? I mean, listen, here's the thing, okay? I, this is what, uh, this is what uh, I don't understand. I don't think most people are honest enough to say... If the Saudi Arabians said we'll give you a hundred million or a hundred million dollars, there's very little I wouldn't do. <laughs> I was going to say, if you were given a hundred million to go to Saudi and do a radio show, would you uh, would you relocate and do your show for a hundred and, and give it to you up front? Say we're going to put you up in this lavish in these lavish digs. No, because I'm, 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 I'm worried I would offend somebody and I'd end up getting chopped up and put in a suitcase. Okay, so there you go. So you would say no. Also, your daughter couldn't drive there. Like, she'd she have to cover be, her face. She'd have to cover her face. Uh, the thing is this, okay? Uh, what I don't get is you could go the out PGA see- Tour is not like you're living in the poorhouse. I right. mean, they're acting like the PGA Tour doesn't pay. Dustin Johnson is wealthy beyond imagination. Yes, just from and so, what is he, uh, so is Phil. Well, well, Phil had a big gambling problem. I mean, I'm sure he's doing fine. Whose fault is that? Well, it's, it's Phil's, Phil's fault. fault but- yeah, right. I mean, it's not like he's not making money. The point is, right. since Tiger became Tiger... Professional golfers are making a mint on this tour. They do very, very well for themselves, okay? So to say that, you know, you're not making enough money or being treated well enough in the PGA Tour that you had to go over. It's kind of a joke. It's, it is a joke. Yeah. 
it's it's just it's ridiculous. So, so these, uh, I guess, some people are under the impression that all the games are going to be played in Saudi Arabia. That's going to be a worldwide tour, but mm-hmm. it's backed by the Saudis. So they had yeah. their first event in London. Uh, well, did, it, do you think the pressure is actually affecting people? Phil Mickelson did terrible this weekend. Yeah, this he week. did. He's been a disaster. I mean, the pressure can't help when you're at these press conferences and they're just hammering you on signing up with this government that has blood so all Dustin over their So, Dustin Johnson, hands. what do you think of Saudi Arabia and the extremist Wahhabism that has developed there? Uh, I'm just out here. You know, it's all about pars and yes, birdies yes, for yes, me. But what I'm do you think about their uh, attachment to Osama bin, uh, bin Laden? You know, I uh, I feel like we just have a job to do out <laughs> here. Like, and right, I've got to keep it in fairways and guys? And that's how, hit, they, that's how they answer. Hey, give, me the, give me another question and I'll I'll pretend that I'm giving you the honest answer. All right. Uh, tell, tell us, Justin Johnson, what you think about women uh, not being able to drive or show their faces. Look, in man, zone. they gave me like $150 million. <laughs> exactly. And the check's already cleared. I mean, it's that's, the, that's the answer. That's right. And the check's already cleared. They're good yeah. for it. Yeah. If the league folds, I get to keep their money. I know. How Be many honest. of you would turn down a deal? And then I'd ask for a show of hands that's exactly from what I would the do. journalist. That'd yeah. be a great. That'd but be a yeah, great answer. To but answer your question, what I wouldn't go think? to Saudi Arabia because I'm afraid that my big mouth would get me in trouble and I'd end up getting chopped up or yep. something. Dustin exactly. Johnson, what do you think of the Houthi rebels and the the Yemen war? Uh, you know the the fairways are uh, really manicured, but the rough is going to be extra long this year, and yep. uh, we're waiting for those greens and to you know firm what? up and a little bit you'll, you'll so we can this, put up say, low numbers. You say I didn't sign up for this to talk politics. <laughs> yeah. I signed up for this to play golf, and that's what I'm here. I for. I don't know if and they can say that there. because I haven't heard anybody say that yet. I think maybe part of the deal is you you're not allowed to not take the question. Like you you know you got all these guys on a dais or yeah. on a panel, and they're they've got to sit there and take it. But well, hey, for the amount of money they're paying you, you ought to have to sit there and take it. I hey, guess. when are we going back on the golf course? Speaking of golf, we should go play some. I heard you shot a seventy-seven recently. Shot seventy-seven, which was uh, four strokes better than Phil shot yesterday. Hey, that's so. right. <laughs> Congrats. Exactly. You should be on the U.S. Open right now, yeah. not Phil. That's going to be one hundred and three tomorrow. You want to go out and get a little one hundred and three round in tomorrow, uh, Steve? We'd be happy gonna, to have Isn't you. it going to drop to the like eighties this week? No, ninety-six is going to be the low high no, temperature. Tuesday, eighty-eight. Well, we got a lot of rain moving in. Yeah, the forecast. we'll play Tuesday. Well, we'll just hope we don't get struck. There's by a sixty percent chance of rain. So. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap up. Thank you, Joanna, for running the show this week. You're the best, mm-hmm. Joanna. Yeah, by the way, do you have anything you want to say to me? Happy Father's Thank, Day. That's Happy exactly Father's right. Day. <laughs> Thank you, Joanna.